welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening, David. Yes. How you doing? What's wrong? What's I going on over there? I seem to have misplaced my water bottle. Oh, man. What next? Oh, man. I think it is not in this room. That's unfortunate. I, think I my, went and filled it up, and I left it on the, on the counter. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, you know what? You can probably go get it while I'm reading uh, the copy for our ad. You're, I'm, I'm way ahead of you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um... We've been doing this a while. We kind of <laughs> yeah. we know we know how this works. Uh, other other than that, I'm I'm doing I'm doing well. Yeah. Um, I, I'm very excited. Um, sure. Because Comic Con is right on the corner, mm-hmm. and uh, listeners who have seen the description of this episode know that's what we're here to talk about yeah. today. And, and some many of, the, of them, and some of them just, immediately said, "I'll see you next week." Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what they said, yeah. um, and I uh, have no problem with that. I appreciate. Uh, those listeners i uh, yeah. respect that they are not interested in uh san diego comic-con i don't think if i had never been i might struggle to find what's so exciting about it yeah uh um, i'm i'm kind of that i was that way where it's just like oh it sounds yeah it sounds interesting and then that was the end of it but yeah but i'm hoping that we can get across to people that it is uh, uh it is a blast i mean yes and that We'll talk about some of the panels today. It's it's not just like here's all the new Marvel movies coming out. Like right. that's obviously going to be the big ticket event, which I'm probably not even going to try to get not into. Not even try. Um, but uh, there's something for uh, every brand of nerddom. Yes. Uh, at San Diego Comic Con, and uh, that's uh, so I'm very excited. Indeed, it's, it's definitely that time of year where I am excited because we're um, as of the recording, we are less than a week away. As of the time you're hearing this, we're practically on our way yeah absolutely <laughs> all right um let's uh, pay some bills real quick and then we'll introduce our guest absolutely all right everybody so this episode is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema that brings its members a hand-picked selection of the best independent international and classic films every day Mubi's curators introduce a new title and you have 30 days to watch it that means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy all for only 5.99 a month Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. Currently showing on Mubi is Chantal Ackerman's final film, No Home Movie, which documents the life of her mother. Uh, Ackerman herself wrote... This film is all about my mother, my mother who is no longer with us. About this woman who arrived in Belgium in 1938 fleeing Poland. This woman who is only who is only ever seen inside her apartment. A film about a world in motion that my mother does not see. Uh, I've heard it's wonderful. I know that a uh, friend of the show and uh, editor at large, uh, Scott and I, cites it as, it. as one of his favorite movies yeah. of all time. I want to clarify something that the director said about the movie. Here. Okay. She said... This is all about my mother, but to it's not clear, about. Yeah, yeah. This is not all yeah. about my mother. The Pedro Almodovar right. film. That's yes. a different film. This is no home movie. That's all correct. About her mother. Yes, although I did not finish the quote. She also says, "This is Citizen Kane," which <laughs> seems very confusing to me. Uh, and then she said, "This is in the army now." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that'd be wonderful okay uh so no home movie kicks off a series of uh, ackerman documentaries which will be streaming on movie over the next few weeks and there is a special offer for listeners of battleship pretension you can try movie free for one month just go to movie.com that's m-u-b-i.com slash battleship to redeem now and i want to tell you about earbuds uh not just any earbuds but specifically the high quality Great sounding, professional quality earbuds you can get over at tweakedaudio.com. That's where you go uh, for these great earbuds that look great and sound great. Uh, we use them all the time. Uh, we endorse them. Tweakedaudio.com is where you go. They're already available 
at a low, low price over there at tweakedaudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension when you get to check out, uh, you get one third off that low, low price, and uh, you will not pay any shipping charges. So go to tweakedaudio.com, pick out the earbuds you want. They got plenty of uh, selections mm-hmm. over there. Uh, and then once you get to uh, check out, don't forget to use the offer code pretension. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Let's get into it, shall we? Indeed. Okay. Uh, I threw myself for a loop there. Yeah, that's true. I said it different. But now you feel okay because you got your water, right, I assume? Uh, yeah, the uh, listener had no idea I was gone. That's that's right. And we did say ahead of time that you were going to be gone, and now I'm saying right, you were gone. they don't gone. know when I left, and they don't know when I came back. That's true, yes. That's how good we are at this. We're so professional that we talk about... Uh, what we do behind the behind the curtain. But David, you weren't here. I said uh, this episode is brought to you by Movie. There goes David. No. And then, okay. So, all right. Introduce our guest. Is that what you're getting at? That's what I'm going to do. Okay. David, you are off. You are off tonight. That water. Uh, the the uh, the tweaked ad. Yeah, yeah. You are just. You know. Why don't you fucking step it up for a minute? I'm all in a tizzy. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Okay, so. Our guest has not been here for several years, but he was on... I have been here before. That's right. It was very exciting. I, I was happy at the time, and uh, and then we just kind of lost touch. That's not true at all. How many guests have you had back for a second round, just for my own ego's sake? I just uh, want to know, what's the tally? A, f- a fair amount. A fair amount, yeah. Okay. But there are plenty that we've only had on once. And then you just tossed them to the curb? Yeah. And then, but no, I'm, I think there are... There are... Off the top of my head, three guests that will never be back. Three. Wow. Hang on more. a minute. Hang on. Okay. So <laughs> Wait, I know I know them? of two. Yeah. We're not going to name them. Okay. I know of two. I don't know the third one. Okay. Is this something that listeners will know what you're no, talking no, about? No. They we, are, we are very professional about yeah. not talking okay. about our guests who are gracious enough so, to come and give their uh, time. If you're listening now, you want to try and figure out these three names. Yeah. And It uh, would be fun if, if uh, okay, email me, tylerabattleshippretension.com. I'm not, if you're wrong... Or, you know, if you're right, uh, if you're right, I'll probably tell you. But uh, maybe I won't. TylerBattleshipRetention.com. No. Just send in your, your no, guesses. You will, you will I'm a little, tell is I'm there a, little, a prize you can give someone at Comic-Con if they, sure. if they guess the three names? If they come to Comic-Con but, and they guess the yeah. three, three names, I don't even know the third one, by What's the way. What's the prize? What you, are you? Got it. Oh, got it. That oh, makes man. perfect sense. Yes. All right. No question about it. <laughs> I just told Tyler that to do the third one. Motherfucker is never coming back on here. <laughs> I didn't see so, it, so don't ask. Me. But yeah. uh, it is worth noting that when you were here, you, your producer was here with you. He is not here now, Rob, is he? Rob's not here. <laughs> Rob has never been to Comic Con. I don't think he'll ever go to Comic Con. So uh, maybe I, that's the name I just showed. Exactly. Who's to say? Oh boy. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he he was, was a handful. News. I'll say that. 
Yeah, um, those Venezuelans, fiery tempers. Jeez. Oh, All right. Well, <laughs> now you won't show up again because I'm uh, one fourth Venezuelan. That's not true. Um, okay. So our guest, whose name I haven't said, uh, his name is Mike Celestino. Mike, how you doing? Hi, uh, that's me. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, <laughs> last time we spoke, I was making a movie called That's Not Funny. That's uh, right. Since then, the movie was completed. Uh, it's now available to watch for free on YouTube. That's right. Um, it's a feature length documentary about people taking offense to comedy and the history of uh, sensitive subjects in comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've moved on since then and I've done other stuff. And uh, uh, right now I'm working for uh, an entertainment news website called Inside the Magic. And you can check that out at insidethemagic.com. Now, I know you said you moved on, but I have not. Here's okay. the thing uh, <laughs> I love this documentary. Um, Thank you. That's not funny, as you know. I've uh, yeah. I've been a big proponent. Uh, and you were it. nice enough to host the audio commentary on our Blu-ray. That's right. Was yes, really nice of you. Uh, oh, it's my pleasure. I felt I was honored to be asked. Um, yeah, it, the film is on YouTube. Seek it out. That's not funny. Um, it is a film that uh, you finished. I think at this point, what two years ago? Yeah, it's 2014, and summer. it has become only more relevant since you made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess so. But I, I think of it as a catharsis in that. Uh, I kind of uh, exercised those demons within myself, I think. Yeah. I feel like I was a lot angrier the last time I was here. And sure. uh, now when those arguments come up, I don't feel the need to uh, enter myself into them because, uh, you know, everything I had to say about that topic is there in that yeah. movie. And I can just kind of step aside and let, let people hash it out amongst themselves. Well, and it definitely and it definitely feels like that. It definitely feels like a thing that you're passionate about as you're making it. Uh, and that it's very important to you and that you are it, anger doesn't come through in the documentary, but just, uh, re, let's say restrained passion, but it's, sure. but it definitely comes through. I do hope that, uh, sometime soon, uh, you make another, another film. I'd be fascinated to know what it would be. Yeah. Uh, we've had a couple false starts between then and now, uh, okay. but I'm very, very lazy and, um, <laughs> I've probably gotten too comfortable in my life, Fair uh, but eventually everything, you know, the, the ground will fall out from underneath me and I'll have, uh, nothing to grasp to, but filmmaking. So, uh, we'll get back at it. Well, I guess I look forward to that day. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds, I don't wish. It. No, I'm, it just sounds like I'm asking for it. Right? <laughs> I don't wish ill upon you. Um, but yeah, uh, now, okay. So what was it behind, uh, the, the website that you work for behind the magic? It's inside the inside. Magic. The magic. Yeah. We started out covering exclusively, Disney and theme park related news. And we've since uh, broadened our scope and we're covering a lot more stuff. That's and very Some exciting. people are happy about it and some people are not. Oh my. Um, huh. But yeah, you know, that's the internet um, for you. Well, we could talk about Disneyland literally uh, all day. Sure. I'm there um, constantly. I, I basically live there. Okay. So yes. here's the thing. We, so we're <laughs> only 10 minutes in. Uh-huh. We could probably spend, I'm going to say seven minutes talking about Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if we start talking about Disneyland, we'll never get to San Diego Comic-Con. Well, I, like, I don't mean we'll never get to the topic. One, we will talk about Disneyland for so long that we'll never get to San Diego Comic-Con. Let's pick one thing to talk about about Disneyland. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's too hard. No. Okay, okay. Here's controversial opinion. Okay. This is something we did in a very early episode of Battleship Attention, courting controversy. Sure. Intentionally saying things to oh, get right. people's goat. Um, I recently, for the very first time, went to California Adventure. Okay. Went to Disneyland plenty of times. Sure. And I have no shame or hesita- hesitation to say I like California Adventure better than Disneyland proper. You are wrong. Wow. Uh, uh, California is Adventure is pretty awesome. I 
here's the thing. When California Adventure opened, it was terrible. Uh, like I read about Famously that. bad. Yeah. Um, and it's since kind of uh, did an entire 180. They rededicated the park. Um, they built a whole new area in the Cars Land. Yeah. Um, and it's since become a fantastic park. But uh, I, I will always swear by Disneyland, the original, yeah. as being the best theme park that has ever existed. But uh and my wife and I, uh, about a year and a half ago, went to Disney World, and I'd been there before. And, you know, you just sort of assume that Disney World, well, it's bigger, so it's gonna, there's more stuff, so it's going to be better. There are, and in some cases that is true, but there are actual, like, when you're, when you're doing a one-to-one comparison of, of you know, attractions, mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's better at Disney World, sometimes it's better at Disneyland. Pirates yeah. is definitely better at Disneyland. Space Mountain's better at Disneyland. I agree. Whereas I do think Haunted Mansion is better at Disney World. It's longer. It's got more it is. rooms. It's, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, and I was happy, I was nervous to go to Disney World now that I've been to Disneyland many, many times. Uh, because I thought like, well, now I'm just going to feel gypped every time I go to Disneyland. And I was happy to say that's not the case. No, no. Because they're always updating Disneyland. There's always more stuff to, to do. And there's less space, but they've crammed a whole lot yeah. more into it. Um, and Epcot, I feel like, has really fallen off to me. Uh, last time I was there, it's just like too much has changed. And they took away a lot of their legacy rides. And uh, Yeah. But I yeah, still enjoy going to Disneyland every once the Walt Disney World every once in a while. I've been I've been three times. Whereas Disneyland, uh, my wife and I have the annual pass, and mm-hmm. because of our because our jobs are such that we can set our own schedule, uh, we go we try to go once a month, not during the summer, obviously. But uh, because you start our, to get uh, withdrawals during the summer. There are times I won't go that far, but there are times where I'm like, I really want to ride <laughs> such and such a ride. And it's like, oh, I have to wait like three more months. Damn it. Um, um can I tell you? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to search my own soul and decide why I like California adventure better because I don't, I don't want it to be because they got beer. Like I don't want that to be the reason. That's probably an alarming reason. Yes. uh, But that is kind of part of it. Like, I feel like maybe for me, uh, I'm a little bit too much of a, like, uh, feet on the ground type of not head in the clouds type of guy. And Disneyland maybe is so transportive in terms of like other worlds or like the Mm. past or whatever. Not, Mm you know, not realistically, uh, but it's taking you to another world, um, that I lose some connection to. Like, I like it, but California adventure is like, essentially it's like California, but it's just heightened. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I find that for some reason that, that, uh, hits my pleasure sensors a little bit, a little bit more. Hmm. Plus they got a rapids ride can't go wrong which was that. down when i was there oh really uh, so i, I oh, haven't been that's on it. my favorite um i don't I, like rides where i get wet oh, because I then it's an ordeal rides. the rest of the day because <laughs> i wear jeans okay and nobody wants to walk around with wet jeans like sure. some kind of crazy person <laughs> yeah yeah um, now but they got the uh the the pixar parade thing which mm-hmm. is uh, sure. fantastic uh that fer- that ferris wheel you get on the one with the uh yeah. you can like with the cars swing yeah like, that's, that's terrifying that's the only ride in the entire resort that that scares me really is the mickey's fun wheel yeah, yeah. that's horrifying uh, <laughs> yeah. and of course and you have what i think again i've only been once but i think my favorite ride in both parks which is sadly not long for this world in its current state is the tower of terror 
Um, yeah, but that's, apparently it's going to be a Guardians of the well, Galaxy. Well, that's a, an unconfirmed rumor that's oh, been floating really? around for many months now, and everyone's talking about it, but Disney has not made oh, an really? official statement. Interesting. Oh, I'm glad um, you're here to clear that up. Because I mean, it, it could very well be true. This kind of stuff leaks all the time, but uh, Disney has not made one statement about it yet. So That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's such a complete, uh, immersive like experience. Yeah. The, like, I... That was arrived when I went, I got the fast pass mm-hmm. and then I like, came back and I was like, a part of me wishes I hadn't gotten the fast pass so I could hang out in this lobby sure. longer because it's such a cool yeah. like, and scary that's, place to hang out. That's a ride that's definitely better in Florida. It's bigger. Really? The The building itself is bigger. The grounds are bigger around the hotel. It's very uh, eerie and, and uh, immersive uh, to walk through like the, the gardens around the hotel. Oh, wow. And then the ride itself is longer because you, you kind of come out and go through the hallway and it's all uh, decked out like the opening titles of the twilight zone. And hmm. uh, that, that ride is my favorite in Florida. Hmm. Awesome. Now. Okay. So let's do this before we're done. Two more yeah. minutes. <laughs> Two more minutes. Uh, favorite. Uh, I'm not going to do a top five here. We're going to do favorite ride. Oh boy. In California Adventure and okay. favorite ride at Disneyland. Okay. Um, Are we going around or just? We're going around. Okay. Am I starting? Yes. Yeah. Uh, favorite ride at Disneyland. Can I do a tie on, in both parks? Yeah, right. That's <laughs> fine. You're the guest. Okay. okay. Uh, I have two for both. So okay. I'm going to go real quick. Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in Disneyland. Okay. And uh, Radiator Springs Racers and the Grizzly River Run in okay. California Adventure. Yeah, those are all pretty good. I've already said um, Tower of Terror for California Adventure, and uh, I'm going to have to agree with Splash Mountain for Disneyland. It is my my favorite ride. I was just on it Um, yesterday. I did it twice. I love that ride. (laughs) I went uh, to Disneyland once on on, uh, Christmas Eve, and... um, it was fairly chilly, but Splash Mountain was running, and there was not a long wait for it, and I must have gone on it four times uh, <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Um, the thing you didn't ask is best thing to eat at Disneyland or California Adventure. Sure. And I would definitely go with the gumbo in uh, New Orleans. Mm. Yeah, good choice. They do also have beignets in New Orleans, but the beignets at uh, Downtown Disney are better. Okay. So, and they just added like chocolate filled beignets, which were uh, too much. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I was going to, yeah, I felt like I was going to go into a a coma uh, or something. That's gilding the lily, I think. Sure. That's what you'd call that. That's a phrase I don't get to use enough. Uh, I try to use it whenever I can. I probably get to use it. I just don't think to use it. Um, now, and that's the thing. Now that I said like, ah, oh, you got to pick your favorite. I I'm having a hard time well, doing you're it. You're out of time. You got to go right now. You got 30 okay, seconds. I do think at California adventure, I'm a big fan of goofy sky school. That's really? a good one. I love it Wild so much. Uh, what was that? It's a wild mouse coaster. That's the name of that uh, genre of roller coaster. That's cool. <laughs> I, didn't know, I knew about dark rides, but that's I knew that's what those other things are called. But uh, wild mouse. Yeah. Okay, I'll keep that in Wikipedia mind. Wikipedia it. I don't have time for that. <laughs> okay. um, and then at Disneyland, it's really tough because I do. I love Star Tours. I love Indiana Jones. But I think right now, I think my favorite, what with all the updates, is the Matterhorn. Sure. Well, I love yeah. it so much. The updates that they made to that to that uh, abominable snowman mm-hmm. are it became genuinely frightening again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, good stuff. Boy, oh boy, right. you can't go uh, wrong. I used to point. say when I was younger that my dream job, and I would say this half jokingly, yeah. was to be a roller coaster critic. But apparently, that exists now. <laughs> that's my job. That's what I do for a living. Yeah, yeah you guys uh, living the dream. That's yeah. That's <laughs> kind of infuriating that I didn't. I also see every Disney movie that comes out a month early. A month oh, ago. I wow. just saw Peach Dragon. 
I'm not supposed to talk about it yet. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> can you talk about it off air? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> right. um, now, are you... Uh, watch me pivot into the topic here. Are you going to Comic-Con as a function of uh, Into the Magic? I am. I'm Inside covering it. What is it? It's called Inside the Inside Magic. Inside the Magic. Um, I'm covering it professionally for the first time this year. I have okay. also been many times before. This is probably, I want to say, my 10th time going. Uh, I started going in 2003, and I skipped a few years here okay. and there. But uh, I am a Comic-Con veteran. All right. See, I was going to pivot by saying, okay, let's stop talking about one California-specific thing and go into another so that we can but, alienate everybody. But the thing is, San Diego Comic-Con is not California-specific. Much like Disneyland, it draws people from all over the world. It is, yeah. in yeah. fact, called San Diego Comic-Con International. Yes. Oh, that's right. The, the nonprofit that runs it is CCI, Comic-Con yes. International. Um. Uh, and yes, it's a nonprofit, but no, you cannot write off the, the cost of your badge. <laughs> I've looked into that. Uh, um, uh, so what? Uh, how, how do we want to do this? Do we want to just go like day by day and say what uh, yeah, things I are that we're so. looking lo- looking forward to? Sure. I brought I brought my schedule that uh, my fiance and I had printed out and kind of highlighted the things we were interested in. Sure. Uh, I uh, do a thing that I know now. You have the my sched thing where you can go onto the website and like starting the count and just click the things that's not i have a ritual uh, which yeah. is to literally write down the names times and locations i've been doing it for 11 years now uh of the panels that i want to see and it's it's like it's so i look forward to it every when they when the schedule comes out it's not just about going on and clicking like oh, i want to go to this one i want to go to yeah. this one mm-hmm. i'm sitting there and i'm writing out the names of the panels that i want to see yeah. uh and then i have them all i did and, i did the clicking and I was like, okay, mm, no, that's not enough. So yeah. after clicking, I went through and just re- and typed everything out. So you write it all down longhand. Yeah, yeah, all right. it's a ritual. Uh, all right, so let's start with, with uh, Thursday, um, which is the day that I um, will be trying for Hall H. It seems like it won't be that difficult on it's, Thursday. It's um, feasible. It's uh, you've got DreamWorks Animation in the morning, mm-hmm. um, which, which their main thing this year is the Trolls movie. Which I uh, could is, not care less. But it's the troll dolls. Oh, the trolls like oh, okay. Um, apparently, I don't know. I guess they're still around, or are they assuming that aging millennials, well, like barely millennials like us, will? Uh, well, well, Battleship was such a hit that. <laughs> um, no offense to your pop no, podcast it's title. It's As, you know, what, at this point, I think we actually might be more popular than that movie. <laughs> yeah, um, I was trying to think of another thing from uh, that era. Um, I, I, Glowworms is there, is there hey, a Glowworms, Glowworms movie that's next? Great. Oh, right, right. That's great. Uh, my buddy, we're gonna get a My Buddy movie. Well, there, there's and then my the buddy sequel, movie, Kid Sister, Kid obviously. Sister, yeah. uh, but there is a My Buddy movie. It's called Child's Play. Uh, that's right. That's right. Anyway, but uh, their main thing is 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 trolls, um, and they're bringing a bunch of voice cast, um, including Anna Kendrick, Justin Timberlake, and Christopher Mintz Plass. Oh wow! So that'll be a fun. I'm sure Justin Timberlake will be entertaining yeah why yeah i'm sure i'll be fine i bet he's gonna i feel like he's gonna try really hard to get everybody on that's it's comic-con that stuff goes over well like the kind of stuff you and i would find corny 360 days a year is the stuff that i eat up at comic-con when when tom cruise came to comic-con for edge of tomorrow it was so much fun because i mean he's like really hamming it up really trying to be like really trying to pander to the nerd crowd but in a way that was seemed genuine and enthusiastic and i was like 
I don't I don't care that this is uh, so false that I can see through it. I'm having <laughs> a blast. He pulled <laughs> Bill Paxton up on stage. Bill Paxton was not on the panel. Yeah. But he was in attendance. And he's in the movie. And he's in Edge of Tomorrow. So Tom Cruise pulled Bill Paxton up on stage and made him do lines from Weird Science. <laughs> uh, that's how much Tom Cruise was into Comic-Con. And you know it what? It was a blast. And I think, I feel like Justin Timberlake is the kind of desperate people pleaser <laughs> like Tom Cruise who might uh, go that extra mile to make stuff fun. But I don't see him uh, having the commitment that a Tom Cruise does. I don't see him pulling anybody on stage because that might be one person that might not be thrilled with him in that moment. Uh, <laughs> whereas Tom Cruise, he'll just do whatever he's got to do. I love Tom Cruise. I love him so much. Sure. Um, okay. Sorry. Yeah. And Go on. Tom Cruise also, uh, this, this is not, Tom Cruise is not a Comic-Con this year, but the other thing he did that I loved was Chris Hardwick was moderating that panel. Mm-hmm. And Tom Cruise, which immediately panel started, does Chris Hardwick not? Yeah, matter. exactly. He's moderating this uh, DreamWorks animation panel <laughs> as well. Um, the first thing Tom Cruise wanted to talk about <laughs> was Rock of Ages because Chris Hardwick in the very early uh, stage version here in Los Angeles played mm-hmm. the, the lead role that Tom Cruise plays in the movie. And so, uh, the edge of tomorrow panel started off with Tom Cruise and Chris Hardwick, uh, duetting on, I want to know what love is. <laughs> that, that was one of my favorite panels of all time. Sure. Um, that's the morning in hall H. I don't know if you, if you guys want to go just do hall H and then look at the, that's a good way to do it. Actually look at hall H and then go and look at the smaller, uh, sure. Smaller stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I didn't write down times or anything. I just wrote down, uh, by the day and the things that looked good to me. Uh, well the other, the, the major thing that I am really looking forward to in hall H Feral audio. Is that um, what we're going to? It's before that. <laughs> okay. I, I'm looking forward to that, but no, um, but, uh, before that you've got, Oliver Stone making his Comic-Con debut, bringing Snowden. Yeah. That seems like such an odd choice for Comic-Con. But uh, again, I'll I'll talk about this by talking about a past panel in 2011 when Francis Ford Coppola came to Hall H to promote Twixt. Uh, It was one of my favorite Comic-Con experiences ever. Here's the thing, though. Francis Ford Coppola has a batshit crazy quality to him that I think would make him entertaining. Oh, Oliver Stone doesn't? Oliver Stone seems like he would have a self-serious quality to him that makes him that makes it seem like he would not. Can you imagine? Can you, I'm imagining it now. Getting you know Q and A uh-huh. like Comic Con Q and A. Yeah, yeah. And I'm assuming Joseph Gordon Levitt will be on the panel, right? Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, Shailene Woodley, and Zachary Quinto. Okay, so I was going to call him Quinto. Okay, so we've got uh, we've got. Uh, you know, media darling, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. And then we've got Spock on that. Yeah. And we've got, uh, the, the girl from, um, uh, divergent. divergent. I uh, never know which one is and yeah. allegiant. Yeah. I never would know which one of those is the actual title. I think I it's the divergent, first one right? Is divergent okay. Because that's the only one I saw. Okay. And I don't know whether insurgent or allegiant yeah. comes next. Yeah. What do you think the odds are that any of those cues are going to be about <laughs> Snowden? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, but here's the thing. You underestimate, um, the fact that Edward Snowden is a huge nerd. Sure. And what he did while also, uh, heroic and patriotic, um, is super nerdy. And I think there are people here who, there who will want to talk about that aspect of it. Maybe. I don't know. I, uh, and, and I don't mean to speak ill of the, of the Comic-Con crowd, uh, because as you and I have said before, the audience dictates what 
what Comic-Con is going to be. And so they will ask the questions they want to ask. It doesn't matter what the studio is pushing. And I can see them talking, asking more about Star Trek and stuff like that. And I could see <laughs> Oliver Stone just having no patience for it at all. Yeah, that, there's always, I always feel feel sorry for the person on a panel who's not a, like, yeah. who uh, doesn't get any questions. But then a part of me is also like, maybe that's easier. Like, you just show up and sit yeah. down. Like that's if I were in a movie, if I, I'm an actor in this uh, in this uh, reality, and uh, all I have to do is just sit there and no one has to talk to me. That's the ideal uh, experience for me. Yes, but that's because that's why you're not an actor, David. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, actors do. Yeah, like like Justin Timberlake, they crave attention. Yeah, and uh, with uh, and let's go ahead and say Joseph Gordon-Levitt, not far behind on that. Sorry, right. it's uh, yeah. I'm getting bothered by uh, people that just. By this whole Jimmy Fallon oh my mentality. Goodness. Don't get me what started. Jim- oh, let's get you started. <laughs> what is the Jimmy Fallon mentality you're talking about? Oh, it's the, the debate between fun and funny. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't think I came up with that, but I've, I've read that in places, and I definitely agree with uh, that mentality. It, I, there's a place for it. I'm fine with it. But there's just something about, like... Like we're all we're all watching these people. Oh, they're doing a lip sync battle. They're all doing stuff that like people did in college. But they're like respected actors. But they're having fun. Can you believe they're just like us? There's an element of they're just like us. Yeah. Uh, like they can be silly too. And it's like that's fine. But you've built an entire show out of it now. Yeah. And now James Corden is doing the same thing. Even Colbert is doing yeah. playing games with people sometimes. But um, did you go to the Last Man on Earth panel last year by any chance? I did. Not. I did. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. yeah. The the moderator for that panel like played a game with the cast, yes. and I was like, oh, this is the Jimmy Fallon influence now bleeding into Comic Con panel. Yeah, I, but I, I kind of felt sorry for her because it was a not very well attended panel at ten o'clock in the morning, <laughs> like and not the first day, like after people had been partying for a few nights, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did feel sorry, but it was a, it was a low energy panel. Sure. Um, even though she uh, tried to get them drunk at ten o'clock in the morning, she gave them mimosas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, it, yeah. Uh, so, are you planning on uh, hitting Hall H on Thursday? Uh, uh, I was going to say it's weird this year because last year I did not step foot into Hall H once. I didn't even want to. Um, and this year, I think I'm going to be in there at least a couple times. I okay. do want to go to the Feral Audio. Uh, I'm a big Dan Harmon fan, so I'll. Be at that panel for sure yeah, and i want to go to the south park um, thing you're Not calling s- it the feral audio dan Harmon panel yeah um it is the doughboys panel for me that's okay. uh, that's the <laughs> show enough. on Fair feral enough. audio uh cast the wide net and that and and uh, chelsea Preddy is uh is she gonna be there as uh, well? i think she was on the list yeah um yeah even though she barely does her show anymore mm-hmm. um but those are the two feral audio podcasts that i listen to regularly and wasn't uh wasn't Wayne's show on Feral Audio? I think it was. Oh, yeah, Wayne Fetterman. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if their show's still going. I, I, I dropped off a while No, I don't ago. think it is. Oh, okay. That's a bummer. Because I don't think his co-host lives in the United States of America anymore. Oh, wow. Oh, did she get deported? <laughs> yes. Let's okay. say yes. No, but yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you're hitting up these... Uh, these podcasts. Yeah, uh, I feel like panel. like at least 25% of my Comic-Con this year is going to be watching Dan Harmon talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to the live Harmon Town taping on Friday night. I'll be at all the Rick and Morty stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, that's how it's shaping up for me. Um, I, r- I ran into and introduced myself to Dan Harmon last year at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, friend of the show, Dan Gavazdan, and I were just going into a bar to grab a, a burger and beer. Um, and Dan H- Harmon was standing outside of the bar. And I said uh hi and um and said that i had seen the rick and Man- rick and Porty rick and morty panel that morning it was it was very funny um 
and he was like, because there was like a, an Adult Swim like offsite that had a Rick and Morty event mm-hmm. that was uh, he was like, so are you go are you going to the thing? And I was like, oh no, we're just going to get a beer. And he was like, yeah, I'm supposed to be there right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like uh, already ten minutes late to something that he was supposed to be at. And I was like, that's a that's a Dan Harmon. Story. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Now, here's something that I find interesting, Mike, in the things that you've been saying so far. Okay. You say, it's like, yeah, I'm definitely going to be there. I stopped saying I'm definitely going to be at any panel a long time ago, (laughs) especially if it's something that's going to be in Ballroom 20 or Hall H. But don't you find that the Thursday lineup in Hall H this year is... It's weird. ...lacking in massive popularity? I guess so. It starts with movies, but then it's a podcast uh, panel, and then it's... Uh, friend of the show Amy Nicholson talking about movies oh, yeah. uh, along with some other people but as far as I'm concerned it's uh, yeah it's Amy's uh, panel uh, yeah. Amy's panel uh, which is very that is a very weird thing to have in Hall H yeah as we were going through it I was just thinking this is uh, very odd for Hall H yeah. for uh, yeah. for me to be able to think that I'm just going to walk right in there which I'm sure that I am on that day at least Th- yeah Thursday I think you probably could I guess that's true yes well, we have skipped um, another after Oliver Stone there's another auteur um, of sorts in Hall H and that's Luke Basson who's there with his uh, oh, yeah. movie that I have already forgotten the name of because it's very long uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets is oh, that wow. what it's called yes I've got it right here uh, mm-hmm. all right <laughs> um, I think this is another one where we are going to risk the Q&A being about something else because Kara sure. uh, Delevingne of Suicide Squad is on the uh-huh. panel. And I do feel like it might be a lot of Suicide Squad questions. And let's not forget, everyone's going to want to know about Lucy. But uh, now, were you at the WonderCon panel for Lucy? I was, yes. Luke Besson, I think, gives good panel, as, as, I think he, as you say. Oh, does, do people say that? Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think people say that. I don't care for that. Uh I guess I'm just kind of a curmudgeon today, um, <laughs> but uh, no, he was—he actually did a very good job with it. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I'd, I'm, I'm, I'd be excited to see any panel that he's a part of. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be a good time. Dane DeHaan is also there, who I uh, have seen at Comic Con before for the Amazing Spider-Man Two. How's Dane DeHaan on panel? Uh, what kind of panel does he give? I I, uh, I I don't know. I saw I actually saw him twice in the same day in Hall H that year for Amazing Spider-Man Two. Mm-hmm. And for uh, Metallica through the Never. Oh yeah, uh, which is the one they have like after everyone else leaves. <laughs> like sometimes there's panels. Yeah, like any Hall H panel that starts after seven p.m., you're gonna be able to walk into that. Yeah, because that's the uh, yeah that's like the post show. They need a they uh, need a palate cleanser. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I was at the Metallica panel when it was about a quarter full uh, Hall H. I would like uh, to see a panel with uh, Dane DeHaan and Oliver Stone. I feel like that would be very quiet. <laughs> yeah, <I'd> definitely <laughs> get the crowd. The crowd going. Um, Did you guys see Tenacious D perform in Hall H no, a while back? That no. was pretty great. Yeah, I don't know what year that was. It's probably like 2005 or something, but very right. memorable Comic-Con moment. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, 06 was my first one. Okay, okay. Yeah. How many times have I gone? Man, you guys have both gone like at least 10 times each. I think I've gone yeah. maybe five. Oh, okay. Yeah, five I mean, isn't I, bad, I, though. I, it took me... Years of talk, talking to you about it before you broke down and went, and now you're. Uh, and now I love it. I do yeah. love it. Yeah, I do feel like I, th- it has been pretty rare for me to come across somebody who has been able to go several days and and they come away being like, "Nah, eh, I'm good." Sure. Um, you know, it's but when I when I talk to them, my first thought is, "What is wrong with you? You experienced this. You got to see. Uh, you know." That that is the is the thing for me is that panels are interesting to me, 
but not that interesting. If I don't get it, there's, there's a handful of panels that if I don't get into, I'll be genuinely disappointed. But the rest of the time, if I don't get into it, it's like, ah, what are you going to do? I guess I'll just spend some time on the floor looking at cool costumes and that I'll be fine. Mm. Uh, it really is just kind of the general the, the atmosphere, tone, the yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. And just, and walking around outside, there's so much stuff to do outside now yeah. that, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I feel like I can't get to everything. Yeah. You literally, I mean, I've been saying this for year, years, but you literally don't need a badge for comic-con to have a good yeah. time at comic-con you yeah could, especially yeah, the last couple of years because um, there's essentially mini cons all around you can yeah. you know buy tickets uh for nerd hq although they sell out right away like comic-con does but like now entertainment weekly has its own thing nerdist has its you and i should Conable. do something like, we should camp out to have a little bp con there uh no it'd just be like a table or a tent or something yeah. but tim and eric uh awesome for a, for a while yeah. they were just doing like their own little off-site thing yeah right. i loved it I, I, I loved it. They would have. They did karaoke f- specifically for songs from their series, mm-hmm. uh, costume <laughs> uh, contest, costume contest, and then the winner. I don't know if this is every, but the the winner uh, the year I was there got to go get on a like a sea do essentially like a like a jet ski <laughs> with Eric Wareheim <laughs> and Eric Wareheim like rode around the bay with the with the winner on the back of the sea do. See. <laughs> Listeners, this is what we're talking about. This is why you should be excited and why you should try to go to Comic-Con. Yeah. And we're talking about stuff that, it, that you don't need a badge for. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's nerd mecca. It really is. Yes. Um, and then we, we haven't really said what that last panel is that, that Amy Nicholson is on. It actually is kind of uh, something that I'm glad is in Hall H because it's about, uh, it's called Under the Radar, and it's about genre movies, like Comic-Con type movies, but just not the big studio ones, mm-hmm. the festival stuff. Um, nice. And uh, that, that's, that'll be really cool to, for, the, for um, Amy and Jen Yamato and uh, Doug Benson, I think, is on the panel, and hmm. uh, Eric Adams uh, to uh, um, shill, not shill, but uh, support some of these, sure. uh, uh, the, these movies that the Comic-Con crowd, crowd would probably eat up. Has Amy done anything Comic-Con before? Uh, as far as I know... Amy goes to Comic-Con for one night every year to go to a party <laughs> where I see her sometimes. Uh, but I don't know that she like usually covers Comic-Con. I don't know. Hmm. I'll, I'll have to ask her. Um, I could see her fitting in with the vibe or not. <laughs> Very much so. Um, so what else do we want to talk about on Thursday? Uh, as far as movie-related stuff, there's some fun stuff. Well, there's... Okay, so if you want, I can just rattle off some of the stuff that I'm interested in. But... Uh, but I, again, I didn't write down times or anything well, like that. Uh, let's start with um, the uh, now you uh, might cover a lot of Disney stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes. But Disney does not have a big presence nope. uh, at Comic Con this year. They've got two of their own conventions. They've got Star Wars Celebration, which is happening as we speak right yeah, now. Started t- today. Yeah, and uh, the D twenty three Expo, which isn't happening this year, but right, they, that's a biannual, I guess you'd call yeah, it. Yeah, um, but they save most of their big stuff for that now. Yeah. So one of the panels they do have they, every year, they have an art of something panel, which mm. is w- the art of one of their uh, animated films. Sometimes it's something that has just come out. Um, like I think last year it was Big Hero 6. Mm. Uh, they did. Uh, this year it's, I know you're supposed to say Moana. I know that's supposed to be the name of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Moana. <laughs> but I hear it. As and, Mona. Is that what you're not say? just as Mona. <laughs> But as who's the boss, <laughs> Mona. That's how I see when I see it. Samantha. I, Samantha. Angela. Angela. Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mona. Yeah, that's how I how I hear it. Um, so uh, 
that just I, I just brought that up so I could talk, talk about who's the boss, basically. Um, who's the boss, by the way? Like, uh, how about the title of that show? Right. Right. Because like, it's saying the premises well, like, you know, she owns the place and is the employer, but he's the man. And he's, and he's Italian, Mike. I, you know, I'm sure you can relate to this. I mean, I'm half Italian. These sure, Italians, yeah. like they don't, uh, they don't take kindly to like women in any kind of authority position. Right. And they're just, they just, uh, they're just sexist pigs, is what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, like you're half sexist. Pig. Yeah, my life is the Sopranos, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I can look at that situation for half a second and figure out who the boss is. Sure, sure. <laughs> okay. There's a whole community episode about this. Not to keep going. Oh, that's true. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, featuring, I believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Stephen Tobolowsky. Okay. Well, I want the listeners to know I did not just rip off Community. <laughs> Indeed. Because I've seen three Community episodes ever uh, and liked two of them. And so, you didn't watch um, the one with friend of the show, Stephen Tobolowsky, our uh, good buddy. I did not. So I didn't know that. Has was Stephen Tobolowsky been on the show? Yeah, a few times. Oh, that's amazing. I'm yeah. a big fan. So are we. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we say that because the mics are on, but between you and me and, and you, me and the wall, Stephen Tobolowsky's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Tobolowsky's birthday party. It's good. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time. He was, there was one year, 2010, I want to say, he was at Comic-Con signing copies. Yeah, uh, that's, that's when right. I got my signed copy of, uh, of that DVD. Um, and that's when I met his uh, lovely wife who gave me, for the first time, we've met her since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but she gave me a cookie. That's right. Uh, and uh, speaking of Tobo, he won't be at Comic-Con this year, but he is on Silicon Valley. And Silicon Valley's panel is on Thursday. I saw that. Brought yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, good job, good job. Um, and that should be a that should be a fun time. It's pretty much the whole cast minus TJ Miller. It's mm. uh, uh, what does TJ Miller have going on that's better I'm than sure Comic Con? He's, he's probably shooting Deadpool two. Yeah, that's probably yeah, true. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's shooting right now. But, I don't know, but he's yeah he's he's doing a lot of stuff. But uh, and I'm sure he would be a lot of fun to see on a panel. But at the same time, I could see him also uh, kind of overshadowing everybody else, and I want to see everybody else. Right. Yeah. But it's, yeah, Camille Nanjiani and Thomas Middleditch and Amanda Crew mm-hmm. uh, will be there. So, yeah, it's a good, uh, good lineup. Will, uh, will Big Head be there? I forget that actor's name. I don't remember. If Zach Woods? Is that who you're talking about? No, the, oh, that's, oh. no that's Jared. That's Jared. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Donald. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm behind on uh, Silicon Valley. I've mm-hmm. seen the first season. So I don't have Indigo. I watched, Indigo I watched all of it in uh, like a week and a half. <laughs> I, I caught up and uh, just couldn't stop watching because sure, it's amazing. It's good, it's good stuff. Um, so, okay. Uh, do we want to, David, do you have more stuff to do? We're, this is a very disorganized episode. We don't usually. Uh, I'm, that's probably yeah. my fault. I'm probably derailing you guys, right? No, now. not at all. <laughs> I feel like this is a perfectly organized episode. We're, oh, okay. We're, I'm we're sorry. On, we're on Thursday. I'm sorry, Friday. sir. I have a Thursday thing I want to talk about. Great. Let's do it. So the uh, they're premiering the movie Sausage Party. The oh. Seth Rogen and... Uh, yeah. Evan Goldberg is that his mm-hmm. name? Yes, I mean I, I wasn't going to talk about it because it's uh, during our meetup. <laughs> oh, oh, that's no. right. Never yeah. mind, that's not happening. Yeah, there's a few things that uh, looked interesting <laughs> to me that I'm like, like how late can I be to our meetup? Mm, <laughs> probably not an hour and forty five minutes to a two hour meetup. Um, but no, this is a cool thing because they're doing a panel, yeah. and then directly into the movie because it's it's at um, it's not in the convention center. They have panels at the Horton Grand Theater, which I've mm. actually never been to. This um, the process of getting into one of those panels is a nightmare. By the way, because Weird Al like it. Weird Al had a panel there, I think, two years ago. Yeah, and it was like a lottery system. You like line up outside the sales pavilion, yeah. and the line sneaks down the marina and around the block, and you go all the way through, and then you get and you stick your hand into a fish bowl, and if you 
pull out a ticket with an X on it, you get to go. And if you don't, you're out of luck and you get, get in the back of the line again. But it's just, well, what happened to first come, first serve, you guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, I didn't know that. I, I knew it was a lottery. I didn't realize it was that uh, rinky dink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There, there's, there, maybe the reason that I will never go to one of those panels is because it's, it's not first come, first serve. It's not a guarantee. And it's like, I don't, you know, isn't life random enough? I don't need to add more to this. I'll right. just go to a panel where, or, or you know what? As always, I'll just walk the floor for a while. Sure. Look at some cosplay. Sure. Absolutely. I'm trying to think yeah. of my favorite, I don't know what my favorite bit of cosplay I've ever seen. I remember, I, I tend to enjoy um, the, uh, I tend to enjoy the situation where the costumes aren't incredibly elaborate, but I just kind of, uh, I like the idea behind it. Yeah. Um, like there was one where it was, uh, Elsa from, uh, frozen, frozen uh-huh. and Jack Frost from rise of the guardians. Is oh. that what it is? Rise of the guardians. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, which the is guardians. the Guardians? Legends, Legends cool, of the Guardians. Cool. So that's it. Yes. Okay. So yeah, Legends of the Guardians <laughs> with the Owls. Rise well, of the Guardians. Say, say the whole name. Legends. Legend of the Guardians. The Owls of Gahul. That's it. Yes. 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 Pardon me. Rise of the Guardians is uh, a much better movie, which I saw twice. Oh, I've, I've I saw it just the once, but I did enjoy. It. And so, uh, so this boyfriend and girlfriend were those two characters walking along, and it's like, oh, that's really fun to see these two. Uh, you know. Uh, not frozen, but these two uh, ice-related characters, and I thought, oh, good for them. It was one of my favorite things. It's clever. I Um, keep trying to think of my favorite, but I'm only coming up with Halloween costumes from the West Hollywood Carnival, so... They get mixed up in my head. Do you go? I, I've been to that once, and I feel like I got my fill. And that's just something oh, yeah, that loves yeah. Comic Con. Like I feel like the West Hollywood thing is not not, not anymore. I used to go every yeah. year, but uh, you get to a certain age, and yeah. it's like <laughs> this is just too many people. Yeah, um, <laughs> says the guy who's going to Comic Con yeah, for the tenth time. But I, as I said before, like the five days of Comic Con, I am not. I like things that would normally drive me crazy the rest of the year. I'm yeah. fine with. Uh, but you mentioned walking the floor, and I um, uh, I like to. Um, keep up on what cool exclusives are coming out. Sure. And did you Sclusies? see Sclusies, as our friend Aaron says, um, did you see the, uh, inside out soundtrack seven inches that no. Mondo is putting out No. So it's two songs like from like pieces of music from the score mm-hmm. on, on a, on a seven inch, but there's six different color, co- uh, covers. Oh, sure. One for each of the emotions and for Riley, but they're all, um, spoofs or parodies of classic album covers. So, oh. like, Joy is Isaac Hayes, Sadness is Joni Mitchell, sure. Uh, Riley is Smashing Pumpkins. Um, oh, what am I missing out on? Um, Anger. Fear is um, uh, Fear is David Bowie. Um, Disgust is Hole. Live through this, sure. And Anger is my favorite one, uh, and the one I most want to get uh, is Black Flag. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like the cover of Damage, where he's like punching the mirror, but it's anger punching the mirror, and it's in the nice. same font. It says "Inside Out uh, Anger." See, uh, that's great because you're going to want to buy all of them. <laughs> I do want to buy. I, I definitely want at least four of those six, but they're fifteen dollars <laughs> each. I'll probably just settle on on probably either the Black Flag or the, or the Smashing Pumpkins one. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm ashamed to say I didn't know about that because it's probably my job to know about that, and I right? <laughs> yeah. just. Just flew past me. Yeah, well, let's yeah. let's hope your your employers don't listen to this and be like, what, yeah. what, what well, are we this, paying this I guy?" I told them I would plug the website. So, uh. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> inside the magic. Yeah, it took me three times, yeah, but I got, got the name of it right. Inside the magic. 
Um, InsideTheMagic.net, right? .net or .com. Oh, oh, okay. Both redirect to the same place. All right. .edu. Uh, Tyler was trying to be a dick and you foiled him. I know. Damn it. I should have said .gov. That's that's always the one to go with. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Is there anything... Anything else on Thursday we want to talk about? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's, okay. So the panels I tend to respond most to are the ones that are, for lack of a better term, academic. Uh, they are Comic-Con academic, which is to say they don't go that deep. Uh, they're not uh, the kind of academic that we really enjoy on the right. show. Uh, but, you know, it's often there's a retrospective quality to it. Uh, so there's a few that jumped out at me. Uh, one is the uh, the musical anatomy of a superhero, which I've gone to that panel a couple oh, yeah. years in a row now, and uh, and I always enjoy it where they bring in um, composers of TV and film to talk about composing uh, music for superhero movies or TV shows, and just what the challenges of that. You know, you you feel the pressure to come up with a very definitive theme, and you also want to make sure that the music doesn't get swallowed up by the sound effects, as it very well could. Um, so I, I always find that interesting and I enjoy that quite a bit. There's going to be a panel at the very beginning of, uh, Thursday that I think I will try to go to, but I also predict I could wind up leaving early. Uh, and that is, uh, the comics arts conference and it is, uh, the Joker serious study of the clown prince of crime. I actually had this highlighted to talk about with you. Okay. Okay. All right. And, and yeah. before I knew you were into the Riddler. Well, it's yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to go in and be like, "Boom! <laughs> Joker sucks." <laughs> Riddle me this, who sucks? <laughs> um, no, so that is not what I'm going to do. But what I will say is that what are you laughing about? That voice is uh, that is <laughs> I guess it's not is, one you hear very often. Yeah, but it's my cup of tea. <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can work it into every episode for you. Um, so uh yeah, I do enjoy when when they will try to break down a certain and you'll you'll see this as I as I talk about some of the other panels that interest me when they break down a certain character or a very specific thing either in comics or movies and you have a whole panel of people talking about that. Um, last year they had you know uh, favorite you know our favorite villains and that sort of thing. Now the reason I might wind up leaving is because they only go about an inch deep. Um, like there is a. At the villains panel, there was a question like, who are some of your favorite female villains? And I thought, oh, this will be interesting. And the one guy, it took him a long time to get here. He goes, well, you know, he goes, I've been, I've, I've been thinking about this. And he goes, and I got to say, I think maybe my favorite villain, my favorite female villain, I think it, I don't know, I, I keep coming back to Harley Quinn. And I'm like, you keep coming back to Harley Quinn? Guess what? So does all of Comic-Con all the time. You couldn't have come up with anything. And then someone said Cruella de Vil. I was like, oh, okay, well, at least that's something. Um, and it just bothered me so much. And yeah. so I feel like they're going to be talking about the Joker, but I feel like I feel like they're just I think it's going to begin and end with Dark Knight Joker. Um, and they're not going to go any further into the character than that. Yeah. That is my concern. Uh, now, you are interested in this panel. Well, I was going to say I've been to a few of these psychology of mm-hmm. panels before they do them at WonderCon, And yeah. uh, in recent years, they've been doing them at Comic-Con as well. And I've always thought that I was going to be really interested in them. And then, like you said, yeah. we end up just kind of wandering out because yeah. it's not any kind of in-depth analysis that you would expect from a panel of experts yeah. on psychology, right? Every once in a while, I will go to one of these panels, and I, this sounds like a complaint, but but when when they get it right, 
it's one of the most fascinating things I've ever heard. And, and you'll hear me talk about uh, a couple of them as we go on. Um, and so, yeah. And, but I always hope that they'll surprise. I keep going. I always hope they'll surprise me. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, you know, the Joker is an in-depth character enough that people are inherently interested in enough. And he has, the character has enough of a history that they can really give you a lot if the panelists are interesting, interested in exploring it. And if they are, it could be a great panel. Well, that the animated uh, Killing Joke movie is premiering yeah. at Comic-Con, it right? Is, yes. So yeah. and I feel like that's a little controversial right now, right? Uh, yeah, it's Comic-Con over the past couple of years has started having later and later panels. And I think uh, one of the side effects of that is you're seeing more and more non-kid stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Comic-Con has always been kind of, like, um, fiercely, like, uh, family-friendly. Yeah. Um, that, that's been something that's been... That, that they've tried to push about themselves. Cause I'm trying to think what was now I can't remember what movie it was, um, that had their panel canceled. Oh, uh, and uh, nymphomaniac. Doing, uh, <laughs> 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 I wanted like, it wasn't hostile Two, but it was something like, Oh wow. Hostile Two that had a panel. And then the, um, the comic con essentially was like, no, we don't think we want you here. And they ended up doing like a rogue panel, like renting a, you know, at a bar or something like oh, that. Neat. Uh-huh. Um, I hadn't heard about that. This was years ago. Um, okay. but now you see them doing like they're premiering an R rated movie. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's later in the day. Like I, I, I would I, say it's like nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I actually like the idea of that. It's, there's sort of a comic con after dark quality yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, it's like, all right, t- tuck the kids in and well, let's they, uh, watch they, some manga. Yeah, they've done the Spike and Mike's uh, Twisted Animation right. Festival yeah. late at night and the worst cartoons ever or whatever. The, I love that those worst are cartoons always, panel. They're always, always a blast. Yeah. Those, I've tried, like, they're too bad. <laughs> <laughs> they're so bad that it's like, I don't even know if I find this funny. I have found it's best if I go with a friend so that <laughs> we can laugh about it afterwards because otherwise it's just in my head <laughs> not, and it's not going anywhere. Maybe that was my problem. Um, okay, so other other panels that interest me on, on Thursday... Musical Anatomy of a Superhero. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment. Here we go. I do this every year, and I'm, I'm going to keep going because I'm an idiot. Uh, 1986. This one, it's called 1986, There Can Be Only One. Every year, they'll do this thing where they look 30 years back, and they'll dissect a specific movie year. Every once in a while, they'll say something really interesting. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time, it couldn't be more it could be it it, it's the the shitty part of nerddom which is superiority which is hey let's all look back and uh let's hey return of the jedi is pretty sucky right we all you all loved it at the time we all loved it at the time (laughs) and we loved it until a few years ago when we all decided not to it's less about the shitty part of nerddom than it is the shitty part of having to perform and i think it's sort of like like talk radio hosts like if you're a talk radio host and want to be successful you have to either hate everything or love like you can't have any middle ground because and i think that's what this often turns into is it's because you've got eight guys uh and yeah they're all guys uh usually up on the panel and they're competing for your attention. And yeah. so they're trying to say either the most dismissive or the most glowing thing, no. uh, to get attention. But every once in a while, I forget, I was at one where they started talking about Dune and they actually delved into it. They really talked about what went wrong. Does it hold up? Like, I don't know, because it was a film that, that everyone acknowledges. Ago, then, right? Yeah. Cause Dune was 84. Is that right? 84 sounds right to me. Um, because, it's a movie that everyone acknowledges is bad, but it's based on a beloved book made by a beloved filmmaker mm-hmm. that sort of 
forced everyone to be nuanced. And I remember, so that's why I keep going to these because every once in a while you'll get, you know, you'll get a four minute discussion about one of these movies and it's like, Oh, I like what they're, what they're saying there. Now you gave a knowing look when I talked about this. Is this another instance? It's really funny that we've had such similar experiences at these cons because (laughs) I've gone to that panel before. Let's remember 1985 or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's, I got the exact same vibe that you did. <laughs> and it's always, and you know, my guess is when we go to 1986, they're not going to be talking about platoon or Hannah and her sisters. Some they're going to be, be talking about Highlander based I, on the, uh, probably the title. And they'll um, probably touch on aliens. If I aliens. had to guess aliens and Highlander will probably be there. Like you said, 1985, otherwise known as let's all blow back to the future for a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, so I'm going to go to it. I've I've gone to every single one, and I don't know why I keep going because they almost always uh, frustrate me. But I think I just like the idea of it. Part, maybe because there's an element to Comic Con where I get to because David and I are very specific types of nerds, and I'd say we are not the the, the I actually, type of nerd yeah. that that Comic Con. You know, like I'd say I'm an Orson Welles nerd. Okay, you know I'm a Riddler nerd. That's and that makes me feel close to people at Comic Con. Yeah. But you and I can love Comic Con. We love the creativity. We love the 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 well the atmosphere and the. Here's what it is. What it is for me, if I can get uh, a little misty eyed here. Sure. Um, because I don't self describe as a nerd. The mm-hmm. word, um, well, the word that I got called a lot as a kid wasn't nerd. It started with an F. Um, but uh, I'm. <laughs> it's the the F word we don't say anymore. Thank God. Um, uh, I'm a weirdo is what I am. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's how I, that's the word that I think mm-hmm. describes me and has described me since I was a little kid. And, um, Comic-Con means so much to me because everyone there is a weirdo Yeah, and no one has any problem with it. And yeah. if you're, if you're coming to Comic-Con and you're not a weirdo, which it's not big enough uh, that, uh, people do, people do, you know, they come because it's a big event, but you're in the minority and not that that person should be picked on, yeah. but that person is like, you know, Shut up about your not being weirdness. <laughs> We're all being weird here in yeah. this ten city block radius. Yeah. We're having a great party. Yeah. Let us We're have our four days a, yeah. a year. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's it's a it's a haven for weirdos. It's the island of misfit toys. Yeah, and and every once in a while, I ask myself why I still live in Los Angeles, and I always come back with that same response. And to me, like uh, Los Angeles is the city of th- that Comic Con is to <laughs> sure. gatherings of people. I don't know, uh, but yeah, just it's a place where everyone who doesn't fit in can go and fit in with each other. When you said the island of, I thought you were going to say Doctor Moreau. Sure. I was like, well, that's, that's a little hard. I mean, there are also people who are dressed as half uh, right, sure. animals. Yeah, so. yeah. and there's man, hot as can be. <laughs> Uh, but that's the thing. So the reason that I enjoy going to panels like this is because my nerddom or whatever you want to call it is, is a little bit different from this, this type of nerddom, but I still want to sort of check in and see what more normal people or at least more mainstream people think about these things. You know, uh, you and I probably talk about aliens in a different way, uh, as, as other, uh, than other people. And I, not a better way, but no. a, di- a different way. And so, I don't know. I want to know what people think of 1986 when they think back on it. Do they talk about the color of money? Probably not. Uh, you know, <laughs> they might they might they, they might they, they tend to surprise you with one. They or two. do surprise me sometimes. Um, but let's put a pin in aliens because we'll be coming back to that. Yes, we uh, will later. Should we move on to Friday? Friday. Oh, there is also a panel on drunk history. Uh, oh yeah, and that, a new show. Uh, yes, the name of which I can't recall. 
Um, I, all I did was write drunk history because I was the only one I was interested in. Oh, see, that's part of my ritual is writing out the entire name. Of oh, the look at you. So it is Comedy Central's Drunk History and... Talking to the mic, David. Legends of Chamberlain Heights. Ah, uh, yes. Is the other one. I'll talk into whatever I damn well please. Um, uh, yes, but... <laughs> let's move on to Don't Friday. talk into your, uh, into your notebook because they can't hear you. Can um, I ask you guys a question real sure. quick? Sure. Yeah, please. Have you been approached or attempted to get onto a panel? Uh, I have never done that. I have not done that. I don't think I would. I, I feel like there's a certain degree of bureau. I would love to be on one, but at the same time, maybe we wouldn't do great on one. Oh, I'd be, I, I'd I feel be like I've seen people with awesome. less clout. I mean, you guys have a following and, and uh, you know a lot about movies and stuff. And a panel like the 1986 thing, I feel like you guys would do great on, but you haven't. Uh, yeah. And we're not in that. The yeah, circle that of, circle. Plus, okay. and those guys are all older than we are. Like, yeah. If 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 we're talking about 1986 movies, we were. I was I was four. I turned four in 1986. Right, right. These these are guys who were mostly like uh, teenagers by the time. Yeah, these 80s I guess so, yeah. out, who, who do this. And also, I, honestly, it's just it, it would be cool to be a part of one. Um, I don't think I would ever approach anyone about being on one. Um, partially because I feel like there's there'd be several layers of bureaucracy that I would not be able to penetrate, but also. I do. I do feel like it's just a. It, we would bring a very different type of vibe to that. Again, and if anyone's listening, I disagree. I think I would fucking slaughter a Comic Con panel. You would probably do I would better. Send people uh, cheering. Oh, they wouldn't even go to any more panels the rest of the day. They'd carry me off into the gas lamp on their shoulders uh, and buy me round after round of beers. Uh, that's how good I'd be at being on a panel. That said, I've never uh, attempted or been approached. I have been on a few panels, but they are all panels not that... Not at Comic-Con. Not at Comic-Con. I've been on a few panels elsewhere, but they're always panels that I program, and thus I am in charge, and I moderate, and so I set the tone. Uh, <laughs> so if, if somebody said, would you like to create a panel from Whole Cloth? They'd be like, yes, let's do it, and no one will show up. So, But they put us in Hall H as one of those uh, palate cleansers. Yeah, that's exactly what um, my, my friend Liz, who writes for IndieWire, uh, moderated the Archer panel last hmm. year. And, uh, I was probably there. I, I think was, I, yeah, yeah. We sat next to each other. Yeah. It's, I mean, she did a good job, but it's a, it was a tough panel because they were just mocking her through yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you remember. Yeah. That would be, no, I would also have to decide who's at the panel. You know, yeah. it's again, I'm creating it from whole cloth. Like, Hey, let's look back on the works of John Cassavetes or something. Right. Um, so let's move on to Friday. Uh, okay. well, you know what? We can't move on to Friday because the most important thing of all, uh, at Comic-Con that's true. Uh, is happening on Thursday evening. And that's the battleship retention slash criterion cast. Slash Filmstruck Meetup, mm-hmm. or I should say Battleship Potential Criterion Cast Meetup, brought to you by Filmstruck. Indeed. Um, and they are sponsoring our meetup, so that means uh, you get to have uh, some free uh, beers on us. Yeah. Um, you got to order them with the wagers, but uh, you don't have to pay for your beers. You do have to pay for your, pay for your food. Yeah. If you uh, order the beers from us, there's not much we can do. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> Um, so that's could you eight. could you pass word on to the waitress? <laughs> I guess I could, could but we're going to be there's going to be a whole line of admirers. Exactly, exactly. We're going to be signing autographs. Yeah. We're going to be kissing babies. Yeah, we're going to be signing babies and kissing autographs. Oh no question. Um, hey, I have an autograph from uh, Dan Harmon. Can you kiss it, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes, that's I exactly can. the kind of thing that's going to happen at our meetup. At the, and uh, I haven't said where it is yet. It's at the Bootlegger, which is a bar uh, in the Gas Lamp. Look it up on your smartphone while you're down there. Uh, I want to say it's on Fourth, but I can't promise. It's on fourth. Indeed. Um, you made the flyer. Is it on fourth? Sure. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't know. I made 
made the flyer several days ago. What do you think? I memorize everything I do. The bootlegger is the name of the bar, uh, in the gas lamp, uh, eight to 10 PM on Thursday. Come say hi to us. Say hi to Ryan from criterion cast. Get, uh, uh, get a film struck bookmark, um, and uh free beer. Indeed. Um, the food's good though, but you got to pay for it. Now, David, <laughs> I don't drink. Could I get a free Pepsi? I think you, at a bar, you can probably get a free Pepsi anyway. A lot that of is time. usually true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so that's wait Thursday. a minute. If it's free normally, Maybe does that mean they'll you. give me money to you drink a Pepsi? Bucks. Oh, here's now a Pepsi, we're and instead of a napkin, <laughs> here's two singles wrapped around it. Um, <laughs> Let's move on to Friday. Now I said right. with with Thursday uh, we could start in Hall H and then do all the uh, all the other stuff. What's very interesting about Friday in Hall H is there is zero movie presence. Hmm. There are no movie panels uh, in Hall H on Friday. It's essentially all television all day. It starts with uh, Con Man, which is a uh, web series with uh, Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion, hmm. who are comic con uh heroes and superstars mega yeah. superstars um then it's fear of the walking dead then it's the walking dead then it's game of thrones then it, there's a joss whedon panel and then south park's 20th anniversary and ending with preacher so it's this is something that's been happening somewhat gradually um uh, over the 11 years uh, well 10 years that i've been going to comic con uh is that tv is bigger than movies and this is reflecting the culture you know yeah. we are in the uh, permanent golden age of television as i i like to say um and uh now you know when when game of thrones was in bottom 20 it was just uh not something you could it was on in uh untenable yeah uh there were i think the thing that people the 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 statistic that goes around about that i think game of thrones was in bottom 20 its first two years and uh I think the second year the statistic goes around is that there were more people who didn't get in to the ballroom tw- into ballroom twenty for Game of Thrones than there were in Hall H. Oh wow! Um, it was such a long line, um, and so now yeah, Game of Thrones and Walking Dead have essentially owned Fridays uh, in Hall H for the past three or four years at this point. Um, so I don't know if you guys are planning on going to any of these. Well, I'm, I'm very excited that South Park is after all that stuff because yeah. I would like to oh, go to that. Yeah, and it's yeah. certainly going to clear out after Game of Thrones and Joss Whedon, right? Yes. That's I mean, I love Game of Thrones. Don't get me wrong. I not honestly be able to get into Joss Whedon. I think people are going to line up the day before for yeah. Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. And then once that's over, it's going to be pretty easy to get into all age. Yeah. Do you think... Uh, uh, I, David, you know more about this than I do. Do you think Preacher has enough of a enough of a presence and i hear the 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 show is very good and i know that it's based on a very popular comic book um do you think that would be enough to like keep people in hall age and not to mention south park is also fairly popular yeah i don't know no i don't think it's going to keep people like in in, in the sense of like keeping the room from turning over okay but it'll be well attended especially so i don't know if you know what they're doing at the preacher panel it's Mm -hmm. really cool because it's a very long panel um they are doing uh a live read of the episode that's going to air this the following Sunday. Oh, wow. That's neat. Uh, yeah, so it'll be the main stars. It's uh, Ruth Nega and um, Dominic Cooper and the Irishman who plays the vamp- Irish vampire whose name I'm forgetting. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then Seth Rogen uh, and Evan Goldberg, I think, uh, who are the creators will be there, and I imagine they'll be filling in some of the roles. Okay. Uh, so that sounds like a really fun panel. Yeah, absolutely. And that's at the end of the day, so you know they can get a little more risque. Oh, watch out. Uh, But what are you guys planning on doing on Friday? So, okay, there are uh, a number of panels that that jump out at me. One is called The Giant's Dream, a documentary screening of uh, 
film called The Giant's Dream, which is about the making of The Iron Giant. In which I saw at WonderCon. Oh, okay. Is um, it interesting? It's the same thing. They screened it. It's terrific. You will love it. I okay. think you should definitely make that a priority. Did you see it at WonderCon this year? I didn't go to WonderCon this year. Oh. My favorite band was playing in San Francisco. Okay, well, now i got to ask you who your favorite band is. Uh, they might be Giants. Oh, oh nice. There you go. <laughs> and then the show got canceled. So, uh, really? Yeah, it was a bummer. Oh, um, man. Okay. Both, yeah, it was both the, Johns are accounted for. Yeah, they're all good, and and the Dans and and Marty Beller. Uh, but um, the venue was not finished being re- refurbished at the time, and uh, they were pretty angry about it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that sucks. I've only seen them once. Um, I am I am not, nowhere near a super fan, but I've uh, long loved uh, the Happy Giants. Cannot, despite efforts for eight years now, cannot win my wife over. Oh, no. Not a TMBG fan. It can be an acquired taste. <laughs> but I think just in terms of pure songcraft, like Birdhouse in Your Soul is one of the single greatest pop mm-hmm. songs ever written. Mm-hmm. It has it, it's it's its structure, its melody. It's a, it's like a perfect little pop song. I I it is hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that anyone doesn't like that song. <laughs> well, they get branded as uh, quirky and uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just not everybody's not everybody's cup of tea. I can understand that. Yeah. And also it's always been like I've been into them for 20 plus years, 25 years, I guess. Wow. Um, and it's always been my little thing, you know, right. and I think I would be bugged if they became hugely popular. Right. So it's always been part of their appeal to me that only a certain select group yeah. of people are going to be into them. Can you land on a favorite song? Oh goodness! Uh, there's a song called "Museum of Idiots" that's uh, on one of their later okay. albums uh, called "The Spine." Um, okay, that is really beautiful and has a great horn section, and it's just uh, it hits me on a personal level. Hmm. Right. So look it up. Yeah, "Museum of Idiots." I yeah. guess she's an angel. I know that's kind that's of a, a popular one, great among, one yeah. among their fans, but uh, that's a great song. All right. What are we talking? What are we seeing on Friday? Okay. The Happy Giants will not be at Comic Con. No, I don't think they would go anywhere near Comic Con. <laughs> I bet they would do very well there. They would do they great, would. but they. I think for some reason they don't like to be associated with that world. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but moving on, yeah, yeah. The uh, the Aquabats are filling that sw- that slot uh, comfortably. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Oh, it's a band that uh, shows up at Comic Con. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Some of the things that jump out at me, um, Tarzan on screen and page. I yeah, like this cool. because it sounds like the kind of thing that I enjoy where, yes, it'll probably acknowledge uh, the latest, uh, the, the new movie, but it'll also be a, hopefully an exploration into the various ways that Tarzan has been represented. Um, and uh, let's see. And then obviously, so the entire day, the panel that I will get into, there is no question about it. I will sacrifice whatever I have to do to get into the tick, the first 30 years, um, where Ben Edlund will be there along with several surprise guests. My hope is that our friend, uh, Townsend Coleman will be there. Um, and I, uh, I'm very excited for that. I'm also excited for Disney related beauty and the beast 25th anniversary. Yeah, that was cool. I'm excited for that. I went to the 20th anniversary uh, screening at the Academy okay. um, a couple months ago, and the entire, I think, whoever they could get from the cast, including Angela Lansbury, was oh, there. Wow. And they showed a 70 millimeter print that hadn't been played, I don't think, since the premiere of the oh, movie. Wow. So it was just like pristine and, and looked gorgeous. And I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. I don't think I'll be at that panel, but uh, it's cool that it's happening. Oh, why don't think? Why, why are you not going to be? I think there's there? other stuff going on. Oh, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess I just assume because you're 
I know I should be there for work. I I hope my boss doesn't listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. Uh, We've branched out. We're covering other stuff now. Okay. So here we go. Also, it's Star Wars Day on Friday. Is it Star Wars Day? Yeah. Yeah. Friday is famously Star Wars Day at Comic-Con. Even when Star Wars shuns Comic-Con. Yeah, which they have been (laughs) for the There's no Rogue One panel. (laughs) Uh, there is okay well and that explains uh, this title uh, scum and villainy psychological factors influencing the characters you love to hate uh, that's like a villains panel to me but it's uh, theoretically digging into what motivates them psychologically that sounds good to me um, then we have worst cartoons ever which I enjoy now here's the thing there is also as listeners know and Mike as I think you know as well um, so I am a Christian and there is a low-level, very low-level Christian presence at Comic-Con. It is not the yellow signs. Those are most attendees, there <laughs> yeah. is an obnoxiously loud yes, level of Christian yeah. uh, attendance. Yes, but then there are the ones that actually have panels and people that, uh, that are nerds and love this stuff. Um, so there's the Christian Comics Art Society Mixer, which I went to last year in lieu of Worst Cartoons Ever. I don't think I'm going to do that again, just because though everybody is nice, like, eh, there wasn't there wasn't that much to get out of it. And so, uh, I went once and I'm good. So I'm definitely going to go to worst cartoons ever. I'm going, I think it's going to be a, a lost cause, but I'm going to try and go to the Batman uh, killing joke screening as well. So, okay. And then there's a um, few things here and there, but, uh, but those are the big ones that jump out at me. Uh, I wanted to mention a, a few things here. There's, um, something I've been to a couple of these kind of things before. A lot of, uh, uh, Hollywood guilds and unions have their own, panels uh and they're, they're very interesting and this day this day alone has um art directors uh costume designers i think and location scouts all have panels just talking about doing their jobs on hollywood movies which is uh um a really interesting you know not something mm-hmm. you normally not the not the kind of thing you normally see people get to talk about uh, yeah. uh because they're below the line which brings me to uh a very interesting panel to me called women below the line uh, in where in which you've got uh, from all walks of um, from television to gaming to to movies uh, and and beyond, you've got women who are uh, editors and prop masters and visual effects artists and stuff talking about uh, being a woman below the line in the entertainment industry. Uh, I'm definitely uh, planning on attending that one. Mm-hmm. Mike, what's jumping out at you on Friday? Oh, uh, well, Rick and Morty is my favorite TV show right. Uh, right now, so I'll be at that for sure. That's going to be my priority. And then uh, I might try to go to a couple of the Star Wars things. I'm a big Star Wars fan. Um, and then uh, what else do I have highlighted here? I highlighted that Iron Giant documentary. I really yeah. want to see that. You, you guys should really check it out. It's very good. Oh, and uh, I might try to go to the Resident Evil 20th anniversary panel. Uh, That's the 20th anniversary of the video game. Of the video yes. game. I'm the, a, yeah, I don't, I don't like the movies, but I not. love the games. I've been into them for many years. Um, 20. <laughs> yeah, it's, it would appear so. There's some stuff, there's like TV series that I want to go to, but I know based on other stuff that's happening in that room, I'm not going to get in. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really interested in American Gods, even though I haven't read the Neil, oh, Gaiman, yeah. uh, Neil Gaiman novel, but uh, probably not going to go to that. Um, Bob's Burgers is also Friday. That's always a good I've been to those panels a few times. Yeah, those are always fun. Um, uh, there's also a couple of different horror movie panels. Um, one called Reinventing Horror. Yeah, that uh, I have been to that type of panel before, and it's interesting, but I have come to realize that uh, that within the nerd community, there are horror nerds. Yeah. 
And as much as I like horror, boy, oh boy, this is an intense group uh, that I, uh, it's, I don't judge them. I'm just not a part of them. And uh, I, so being, I, the, being exposed to things like nerddoms, that you're not sure. aware of is part of the fun of Comic-Con. That's why, like, sometimes it's fun if you're waiting for a panel to sit through the panel before and just see what people talk about. I have done I, that from time to time, and I have always enjoyed it. I once attended a panel that was specifically about fantasy novel authors who set their novels in contemporary urban cities. <laughs> so it's like novels about fairies and shit. Mm-hmm. But in Chicago or Seattle, like in the modern day, that mm. was the whole. Th- it was an hour of that. It was fascinating. <laughs> yeah. So I I do enjoy that, and uh, but I think with this, admittedly, uh, the description sounds a little bit more in depth, uh, where there are people that are going to be promoting stuff, but there's enough yeah. people there, each of them associated with a different thing, that it's not going to be devoted to promoting one horror movie and then having a bunch of people uh mickey keating the director of uh carnage park which i saw and enjoyed uh recently we talked about the movie journal um and stars our friend pat healy yeah um so he's he's at that and then the other uh panel another horror panel um starts right after in a different room so i don't know that seems weird like to split the horror fans like that yeah i noticed that um bold voices of contemporary horror what's next on your must-see list and that's uh aka the one with elijah wood on it uh it's gonna be on the panel Mm -hmm. he seems like a good guy yeah, and he is a horror nerd from what I understand. I don't think I knew that. So I was thinking about this recently. Okay. I realized that several of my favorite movies, like movies I would put on my top ten list of all time, are sure. horror movies or you know could be classified as horror movies. And yeah. yet I don't consider myself a horror aficionado the way I do comedy. Um, and I was wondering why that, why that is. What's your uh, thought on that? My thought is because I've also come to really love horror movies in the last... 10 years or so up until then I didn't really like them that much. And now, you know, my favorite movie of 2014 was the Babadook. Uh, and I don't know, I've come to really uh, appreciate them, but I think the situation might be the things you might be responding to in a horror movie. Aren't the same things that a full on horror fan or a horror addict would love. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you have an appreciation for, you know, the gore and that sort of thing. But my guess is you more appreciate just the tone, uh, a sense of tension or the, you know, atmosphere to go back to that word. Uh, maybe the themes that are explored. Uh, those are usually what appeal to me um, as opposed to some people. And I'm not going to say this is the this is not a wrong reason for liking uh, a horror movie. But for some people, it's just like, what's the body count? Right. Uh, what's the level of gore? And I can appreciate some good gore from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sort of thing, you know, um, for example, I, I mentioned the Babadook. I love the Babadook. Meanwhile, hardcore horror people hated it. Right. Just as they hated the witch, mm-hmm. you know, but I have not seen it, but I've been told that I would really like it. And like so, it. Yeah. so I feel like, um, I don't know. Does any of this, uh, sound, uh, I right think so. You? Yeah. I also feel like horror to me, has a higher percentage, a higher failure rate hmm. than other genres. Does that seem like the case to you guys? I don't know. I, I think there's more of a glut. I think a lot of people make horror films like as their first film. So there's a lot of cheap amateur okay. horror more than maybe other other genres, and so maybe that throws off the percentage a little bit. Yeah. But then, um, then when when it hits and it feels like everything clicks in a horror movie to me, yeah. that's uh, I've said before that horror is 
one of, if not the most purely cinematic of the genre type of movies. Cause yeah. you can do so much with just sound and image, uh, yeah. in, in, in horror. Um, the reason I don't, haven't become more of a horror aficionado is that if I start focusing on one genre, I'll start getting anxious about the other ones I'm not watching. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> I feel like I, I need to be well-rounded. Um, Jack of all trades, master of none. Sure. Sorry, I, I think I interrupted you. No, that's okay. I, I derailed the Comic-Con uh, analysis once okay. again. Well, we want to make sure Tyler gets a chance to talk about uh, his favorite panel uh, every year at Comic-Con and at WonderCon, which is uh, from 6.45 to 7.45 p.m. in room 6DE. Your opinion sucks. Rotten, I didn't even write it down. Rotten Tomatoes critics versus... Because <laughs> that one I always walk out of because <laughs> it, there is no, I find no use in it. I will say this. I think you had talked it down so much that I went for the first time to the one at WonderCon this year, and I had a great time. Oh, yeah. Because I think I was like... I set the bar pretty low. And also, like I think it's kind of like what I was saying before. You kind of need to let go of certain things and realize people are just here to have fun. And so... The Rotten Tomatoes panels are a lot of fun. If you're looking for in-depth film analysis, nope. And that's the thing. Keep you can, walking. You Next can, room. You can do... Under reinventing horror. <laughs> you can do in-depth film analysis and still have fun. For example, BattleshipRetention.com. <laughs> uh, but I think it's just... And you know what? I, I found myself just now, if you'll pardon me, uh, I had an emo- I had like... A very, I had a spike of emotion just now when you said, you know, some people just like to have fun, and I, I'm reminded of me <laughs> I don't hearing think I said it like that. So, that's how it, that's how I took it, uh, and that's everyone talking to me in high school uh, about <laughs> movies specifically, and uh, and so maybe that's the thing, it's especially because the critics on the on the panel when I have gone, I know that they're good critics, I know that they're intelligent critics, yeah. and I feel like they're dumbing themselves down, uh, and maybe they're having fun, but yeah, at the same yeah. time, I feel like. I don't know. Do you, get into the spirit of things. I don't think you and I could do that if we tried, because we're just too damn smart. Um, no, that's bullshit. I could do great. At, no, the thing that would keep me from doing it is that being where they are mm-hmm. at conventions, um, most of the movies that get talked about are recent blockbuster superhero and genre yeah. movies, and I essentially don't watch those anymore. Yeah, I guess that's true. So I would not be able to talk uh, intelligently about your Marvel movies or Warner Brothers movies, uh, uh, like, at all. I guess I could talk about those, but I don't want yeah, you to. you see them all. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen all the Marvels. I haven't yeah. seen Batman v. Superman. It's, uh, you know, it's not very good. <laughs> so what's what's next from DC? Is it Wonder Woman or Justice League? Which Suicide Squad. Oh, Suicide Squad, right. So. Which I... Um, Finding myself a little bit interested in. Sure. Oh, I'm interested because it's it, because of the director behind it. Uh, yeah, David Ayer has made plenty of stuff that's almost good, and so <laughs> yeah. oh, well, maybe this would be the one. That's the, <laughs> he makes stuff that's more interesting I, than good. Yeah, I think he has good. Yeah, he has good Im- impulses. Um, he seems to have trouble maybe uh, resolving uh, his stories. Yeah. Um, man, F- I mean, Fury is uh, two thirds a really great movie. Yeah. And then one third that I could do without. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, I, a, a part of me is like, let's forget that this is the Zack Snyder verse and this is a super powered dirty dozen yeah. written by a director or, or written by a screenwriter who, uh, 
um, makes interesting choices. That's, that is what my hope is. And so there have actually, there are a couple of suicide squad related panels that Mm -hmm. I would like, not necessarily the movie. Sometimes it's the comic book or whatever. And, uh, that interests me. They also have a whole offsite where it's the, um, they're in like the hard rock hotel or something. They're, uh, essentially recreating the, uh, the prison. What's it called? Where they're at? Believe. Is that what it's called? Oh, I don't know. Oh, don't ask me. I only Apparently know. I know more about this than you guys. I only know of that <laughs> asylum. But they're not at the asylum. They're not at our. There's also Blackgate prison. Yeah, Blackgate I know in, about. In Batman. It's not this. Okay. All right. Yeah, see? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, sorry. We know Batman. <laughs> is is Ben Affleck as Batman in Suicide Squad? Apparently I think he does. I think he does make a. Yeah, I think he's in it very briefly. Because okay. um, they're, really, they're really selling the. Uh, how big of a presence Joker is going to be. I, my guess is he's probably not going to be in it as much as they're putting it out there, but, uh, but yeah. Um, so if he's going to be in there, I assume that they'll just incorporate Batman into a scene or two, which would be interesting. Like it's, it's not a film that I can, that I can, uh, put to the side partially. Cause I like the idea of Will Smith being part of an ensemble, um, and not being the prime. Yes. I don't know. And, it's, yeah, it seems and like a neat idea. Bad guy. These are, these are antiheroes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, an uncommon role for yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. When was the last time he was part of an ensemble where the day takes you? Is that the last one? <laughs> what the hell is that? I don't even know. Oh, well, I remember six degrees of separation. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess seven pounds is considered, is it called seven pounds? Yeah. I never saw yeah. it, I, I, but he's the only one on the poster. So I just yeah. think it was him. Where the day takes you. What the hell is that? Hold on. I know I've never seen it. I know it from <laughs> working at a video store. He's IMDBing it. Wow. David, you have you have uh knocked me <laughs> for a loop. Second episode in a row you've been weirded out by something I said. That's right, because last last week I couldn't believe that you knew who Cyborg was. I knew I know Cyborg's origin story, as do as is everyone. Um <laughs> so uh Where the Day Takes You is a nineteen ninety one uh drama directed by mark rocco and the synopsis is as follows a group of teenage runaways try to survive in the streets of los angeles drugs prostitution violence and bureaucratic indifference all pose threats to the kids who nevertheless prefer this harsh life to going back to their families heather somewhat older provides some leadership and mothering to the kids okay so it's 91 this isn't from like a few years ago i was trying to pull something along that was yeah old Boy, oh boy. Look at this cast. Dermot Maroney, Laura Sanchicamo, Sean Astin, Balthazar Getty, Will Smith, James LeGro, Ricky Lake. Oh, wow. Laura, Laura Flynn Boyle is uh, Heather. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin is in this movie. Adam Baldwin, Alyssa Milano, David Arquette. Uh, the aforementioned Stephen Tobolowski is in this movie. This is a great cast. Yeah. This movie has become a Where priority. Where the day takes <laughs> Where the day takes Directed here. by the famous Mark Rocco. Yeah, oh, Rocco. Who made Murder in the First. And Dream a Little Dream. Oh, I've seen that one. I've seen Murder in the First. It's not bad. Yeah. Okay, we can move on. I'm sorry. No problem. Where are we? What are we We're doing? We're still very much on track. At the end okay. of Friday, are we? Are yeah, we, did we yeah. have anything else uh, we wanted to say on, about Friday? I think we covered it. Uh, I'm good with Friday. Cool. Oh, I have another question for you guys. Okay. okay. Do you guys read comic books? Yes. No. Okay. Uh, well, that was my question. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, it's called, it's called San Diego Comic-Con, and I feel like a lot of people who go don't read comics. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I do. And I have, I'm because this is a movie podcast and I already know that a lot of our listeners don't give a shit about our comic con episodes. I'm specifically trying to keep it to the movie panels, Okay, but I do have a bunch of comic book panels, uh, written down. I'm okay. very interested in the Archie 75th anniversary and the Wonder Woman 75th anniversary. There's pan- both vertigo and dark horse have sort of like what's new with us, like type of panels, uh, going on that I want to go to. There are some spotlights on some, uh, artists, um, that I want to go to, including the, we're, if we're moving on to Saturday, um, the first thing I want to make it to on Saturday morning is the spotlight on Daniel Close, who is not exactly a, an, I guess he is an underground, I, I feel like people know who he, who he is. Uh, Mostly because of Ghost. That's Ghost, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but his new book, Patience, which I'm in the, in the middle of reading is, uh, uh, Terrific. Did he do Art School Confidential? Yeah, I think he did. Well, he didn't. I mean, Terry's Wagoff right, right. movie, but I think he wrote that. Yeah, okay. But I, that's, right. I, I never read that, but I didn't like that movie. Me neither. Um, after liking Terry's Wagoff's other stuff, uh, yeah. I thought Art School Confidential was a swing and a miss. But yes, I will be going to some comic book panels. That it's I just always been interesting that it, to me, that it uh, started out ostensibly as yeah. a comic book uh, trade show, basically, and then evolved yeah, I mean, into. Uh, Hollywood. No. As a, if I am a nerd about anything, it's about Comic Con itself. Um, almost from the beginning, Comic Con has had its uh, uh, San Diego Comic Con specifically has had uh, a more of a pan pop culture right um, approach. Like when the, Star Wars was represented there. Yeah, right? in 1976, <laughs> I guess sure. there was a Star Wars panel. Wow. Like the, so they've they've always had their fingers in uh, other parts. I mean, by that by that point, the the convention was already almost 10 years old. It was 68 or 69, I think was the mm-hmm. first, uh, San Diego comic con. Um, so I don't know. I, I have some issue with when people talk about, uh, Oh, it's not about the comics anymore. It's like, well, there are comic book panels and signings and guest appearances sure. from comic book artists and booths, uh, for comic books, both big, your big press and your small press more than you could see in the entire Comic-Con. You could do all comic book stuff and miss yeah. most of it. So it's still a comic book convention, and it's also not always been... Uh, it's always not been just a comic book convention. Uh, yeah, it definitely doesn't... I'm not bothered by that uh, expansion or inclusion of other properties. Or, you know, I'm I'm thrilled that I got to see the Breaking Bad cast yeah. on stage at Comic-Con, even though yeah. that's not even like a, a genre show. Technically, yeah. like, a you know, it doesn't have any superhero or, or paranormal elements to it or yeah like they're well, uh, i mean like one of the big tickets we're not really talking about ballroom 20 because like i'm saying we're sticking mostly to movie stuff here but like one of the big panels this year is the the final bones panel but that's not like a right that's not a nerd property right uh, yeah bones and that's a you know a, a mainstream network primetime procedural but it's uh going into its last season i think I'm guessing because this sure. is like their final panel. There is, there is no, yeah, no, I, I agree that, uh, it's still very much a comic book thing because every year when I do my little ritual of going through everything and writing everything down, I am mm-hmm. often surprised. And I guess I shouldn't be because we all think so uh, of comic con so much as there's movies and TV now and all these other things that as I go through, I, I am often surprised at how many just pure comic book panels there are. Mm-hmm. And I realize, uh, and, and sometimes I get a little frustrated. I'm just like, Oh, so much comic book stuff. And I think <laughs> the issue is with me yeah. uh, for not being a comic book guy. Uh, but yeah, so I well, feel also like, that's one less thing that you have to worry about getting to. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> you ha- it's, it saves me uh, a lot of time. That's how I feel about when I'm like looking through the, um, 
the panel list and as soon as I can tell it's about video games, I'm like, Next. okay, okay, because video games are my not my thing. Yeah, okay. that's the. Uh, they're so not my thing that as I just said, yeah, it's about you know movies and TV. <laughs> In my, head, so I even thought podcasts and didn't say it. Right. Video games did not even occur to me. And they're a huge presence. They're at, huge. At, at yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Saturday. I'm sorry. Go on. Uh, well, this is, I mean, this is the Warner Brothers panel uh, in Hall H, mm-hmm. um, which is the Suicide Squad panel, but also the um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, right. and um, uh, Lego Batman, um, Kong Skull Island, uh, all of these uh, are, are going to have a, have a presence there. And that all sounds good, but I feel like I'm just not going to get into it. It's it's Saturday, and it's Hall H. Like it's and not it's possible. a year that Marvel is there, because Marvel wasn't there last year, and Saturday mm-hmm. was a little bit easier to get into, although I still didn't go. Um, Marvel is ending the day in Hall H, um, which means uh, you probably need to be in line for Hall H before the sun goes down the night yeah. before. Um, I mean, not, that's not entirely true. But um, And what's the big close. Marvel presentation? Is it Guardians of the Galaxy? Um and Probably Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah. Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange is the um, the lamppost banners, whatever you call those. You know, every year a different property okay. uh, or a different studio uh, puts up the big signs on the lamppost. There's a name for those kind of things. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, they hang from lampposts. Um, and, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch's face is uh, all over uh, sure. San Diego. I'm a Comic-Con nerd who looks at who looks at pictures of what the gas lamp looks like <laughs> weeks before Comic-Con to see what what's going up the uh I know just today the uh Conan uh rap on the Marriott went up right um and uh yeah anyway boy getting into those Conan shows I'll never I'll never get in yeah <laughs> uh, this year I was like there I was waiting for the website to refresh and it's just they're gone immediately yeah. all the tickets yeah um, but I really want to go. I want to go on preview night. I decided last year that would be the death day, the best day to go to Conan. And you tried? Yeah, I'm on the wait list. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I found, uh, as I've said before, uh, I, I feel like I have to be kind of zen-like about uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comic-Con, which is just don't care about anything too much, you know? Like, uh, like when you're in war. Don't get, <laughs> don't get too connected to anybody, because right. uh, they might not be here tomorrow. Sure. Um, but to clarify what Mike was talking about, um, for the second year in a row, Conan O'Brien is doing a week of his show yeah. live, or not live, um, it's just like he does his show pre-taped, yeah. uh, but uh, taping uh, in uh, in San Diego at mm-hmm. the Spreckles Theater, which is uh, not too far from the convention center. An easy walk. And they give out uh, these little exclusive yeah. uh, toys that then go for many hundreds of dollars on eBay. So it's almost like they're handing you cash when you get a ticket for that show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. So uh, oh, I'll start. Uh, oh, wait. Well, no, did you want to do Hall H let's first? Let's finish out Hall H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, um, there's, a, there's a Star Trek panel um, because it's the 50th anniversary yeah. of Star Trek. Is that right? I think. And there's a Star Trek movie coming out. Uh, okay. Um, then there's the Aliens 30th anniversary with uh, a bunch of people. Um, James Cameron, Sigourney Weaver, Paul frickin' Reiser is going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm mad about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's the... Um, Yearly. Lance Lance Henriksen. You're not going to mention Lance oh, I Henriksen? Did, I forgot. Of Millennium fame? I was actually at the notion of uh, Mark Rolston, who plays Drake. I was. Uh, oh. I don't know if he's going to be there, but I was like, oh boy, I hope Mark Rolston is there. And I was like, what is wrong with you? 
Um, and then there's the annual uh, Entertainment Weekly Women Who Kick Ass panel, mm-hmm. um, which I love that Comic Con puts it in Hall H before Marvel every day, every week, every year, or not every year, only for the past few years. It used to be in Ballroom Twenty, uh, and it actually hasn't been there every year. But um, it seems to be a tradition now that the Women Who Kick Ass it's uh, actresses who play you know tough women in genre type things. You've got. Uh, Marina Baccarin, um, Melissa Benoist, Lucy Lawless, Tatiana Maslany, and Connie Nielsen uh, this year talking about their experiences uh, playing uh, tough women and being tough women in Hollywood. And it's mm-hmm. always a really fascinating uh, panel. Um, and I uh, love that the uh, uh, assumed gamer gators and shit <laughs> who are there for Marvel have to sit through it before Marvel. I knew it was going to be just a matter of time. I didn't, I wasn't anticipating Gamergate, but I knew it was going to be like, we're going to force these fucking misogynist nerds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which by the way, I thought we were being positive. Uh, yeah. And we're forcing them to deal with some positivity. No, I mean <laughs> us, we're being positive about the people that are there. Maybe, uh, the, maybe people are thrilled that it's there. They're like, Oh man, yeah. well, I'm not two birds, one stone. I, I do. I, I, I do look at, comic-con through rose-colored glasses sometimes but i'm also i was also there when the guy got stabbed in the face in hall h that's oh true um God. did when, you hear about that no. stabbed with a pen or pencil oh wait yes i did hear about an this. over a seat <laughs> for um, which panel uh it was it was 2010 um and i think it was right before the um it was Cowboys and Aliens, but then it was going to be Marvel. Uh, okay. A- after that, because if it was for Cowboys and Aliens, you know, <laughs> yeah, that come on, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, Damon Lindelof. Jeez. Yeah. Someone got stabbed in the face. Um, and uh, yeah, that was 2010. Here's how much things have changed. That like was at the end of the day, like at five. Thir- well, I guess like probably four thirty or whatever is when the stabbing happened. Um, I got in line for Hall H like after lunch, mm-hmm. like at like one thirty or two in the afternoon that day, and got in in time for Cowboys and Aliens and and Marvel. Now you have to be in line the night before yeah. uh, for that. And yeah. there's not there's not that many more people. It just seems like maybe it's become more about like being in Hall H is seen as integral to the comic-con experience to some people to Um, some people yeah not yeah not to me i don't need to do it at all right um i I remember wandering in the first year i went i wandered into the futurama panel oh wow Uh futurama cool oh well 330 and i'll be and i was there at like 331 or something and just walked in like (laughs) there was yeah a, a few years ago it was a yeah it was around three or four and I was walking past Hall H and I, you know, where the line is usually, the, there is a tent and the line is usually just packed and there is literally, literally nobody there. And I was like, the, that's weird. And uh, there was an attendant and they're like, you want to go in? It's like, what, what? <laughs> to Hall H? And this, I'd never been. Uh-huh. And uh, they're like, yeah, there's room. I thought this is highly irregular. And so I walked in and it was for, it was a, it was a, for a studio that you know didn't have a lot of high yeah, profile happens, stuff, it happens every year at some at some point. Uh, I mean, I, last year it was Thursday. This year it will probably be Thursday again when yeah. you can just walk in. I just walked in to the Rock the Casbah panel, yeah. which is like a movie that had no business being at Comic Con except that it was an excuse to bring Bill Murray. Yeah. I'm not complaining because it was one of my favorite things I saw last year. Just Bill Murray being no. Bill Murray for an hour. That's yeah. great. I wanted to. I I really would like to do see that Aliens thing, but I also feel like There's it's no not. Way. It's not possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, it is possible. You just have to. No, no, it's <laughs> not feasible. Maybe that's what I meant. Not feasible. Do you feel like? 
like they should put the most popular things at the top of the day? Uh, yeah, but I think um, studios have some say in where and when their panel is. and um, Yeah, but I, mean, I feel like that's what Twilight used to do because Twilight was a huge draw. Right. Um, where people would be showing up days before Comic-Con even started. Well, that that woman got hit by a car. And that's when that woman got hit by a car and killed, unfortunately. Um, and uh, But they it would be the first panel Thursday morning. Like, day one, 10 a.m., 11 a.m. or whatever, it was Twilight, so that that could be over for the day. But that's why people were lined up two days before the the, the convention even started. Over for the day and quite possibly over for the weekend. Like, there might be people yeah. that just wanted to see that. Yeah. Um. Damn, that's a bummer. I don't think when I wrote down Aliens, I don't think I realized that it was in Hall H. I assumed it was going to be either that or Ballroom 20. Um, either way, it was going to be difficult. But if it's Hall H, it's on a Saturday, it's impossible. That's a bummer. But again, I mean, last year Saturday wasn't impossible, but that's because Marvel wasn't there. Marvel's right. there this year. Yeah, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. It's, yeah, so it's no, no way. Yeah. All right. Um, so looking at uh, there, there's a lot of stuff that interests me on on Saturday. There's yeah, uh, Hollywood to Bollywood via Dubai. That's Tomorrow's right here on my movie list. Movie production Super Triangle. That sounds fan- fascinating to me. It's the same time as the Archie comic 75 year thing, mm-hmm. so I think I'm going to go to that instead, but that sounds really cool. There's a panel called What Happened, which is about the uh, uh, the Death of Superman Lives uh, documentary, which I saw and I enjoyed, and it's uh, so it's about that. And so I, that I watched that documentary as well. I paid for it. Oh, it's look official at you. website, and uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. It's, I, it's a little long, but... Uh, it's a little long, but I'm okay with it because it, it turned me. I went in expecting it to be like, hey, can you believe this ridiculous idea for a movie that never happened? And at the end of it, I'm like, boy, I wish that movie had happened. <laughs> that would have been marvelous. What's with this uh, new subgenre of documentaries about movies that never got made? It's oh, very like Lost, strange. Lost Souls or the other one? Well, that movie did get made, just not the one that... Uh, not, not the... Yeah. yeah. And uh, the Dune one. Yeah. Oh, Jodorowsky's Dune. Yeah. yeah. I feel but like there there's like another one, too. Ten years ago, there was Man of La Mancha. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, oh, Lost in La Mancha. Lost, Lost in La Mancha was about the yeah. unmaking of Terry Gilliam. Uh, Don Quixote. Yeah. 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 I feel like there's one more high profile one, but yeah, there's just a, I get, I feel like it, oh, well, I feel like movie uh, what was overnight it? is, but I mean, that's not a new one. Oh yeah. Right. But oh, boy. I haven't it. seen, it's been too long since I've seen that movie. That's, and got that's furious. like shot in Freud. The movie. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it, does it mean that movie nerds are now running out of things to watch when now we have to watch documentaries about movies that weren't made? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's see. Other things that jumped out at me. Um, there's one that I really, that is professionally interesting to me called Everyone's a Critic, Being a Journalist in the Online Age. Yeah. That sounds very interesting to me, and I feel like I have an obligation to go so that we can be better uh, podcasters and better critics. Right, David? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go for the both of us. Okay, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> not, not saying to that. Because it's up against... The Buckaroo Banzai cast reunion. It's all the non-famous people on oh. Buckaroo Banzai. Does that include Peter Weller, though? Uh, yeah, Peter Weller is not going to be there. Okay. Um, but yeah, it sounds uh, sounds awesome. Um, who, who are the non-famous people? Did uh, you write it down? I didn't write it it's down. Fine. I had to open it's it. fine. It's uh, Mike, what are you planning on seeing? I have some more stuff. What are you planning on seeing on Saturday? So uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about for Saturday is my big conflict, and I hope maybe you guys can help me decide okay. which Absolutely. of these things to do. I'd be happy to. So, I will have an opinion. All right. So Mystery Science Theater 3000, yeah. one of my favorite TV shows of all time, is being relaunched. Uh, 
I guess they're saying it's going to kind of be a sequel series. It's going to take place within the same universe as the old series, but with an entirely new cast. Yeah. Um, At the same time, they're doing a panel for this. Uh, Joel Hodgson, the the creator of Mystery Science Theater, is going to be there uh, with the new, I think, some of the new cast members. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time as that panel, there's a a Rick and Morty live, uh, they're doing a live improv improvisational episode out on the adult swim, like mini carnival thing um, with Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. Like I said before, Rick and Morty is my current favorite uh, comedy TV series. Um, I really, 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 really want to go to both of those things, but they're at the exact same time. Boy, oh boy. I would go to Rick and Morty. I think that's where I'm going to end up. Yeah. It's better to go to something you know you're a fan of than yeah. something that doesn't exist yet that you might be a fan of. I know. Even though MST2K is kind of not entirely that because you are a fan of the old show. Yeah, right. But this new show could suck. Yeah. And if it sucks and you missed the Rick and Morty thing, which you know you'll like, right. you might be... And when you said improvisational... Yeah, that really struck me. It's like, oh, you like you're watching something very special happen, yeah, in a very specific way, and it right. won't happen again. They're just gonna be fucking around for yeah. a couple hours, I think. Which, Whereas, which is always very funny. Those two guys together. Yeah. Whereas um, MST3K, unless you're watching an actual episode of it, I feel like it's it can't measure up. You know, the other one one's gonna be just a panel, and the other one's gonna be a fun event. Yeah, so I that's, that's where I, I was leaning. It. So I think thank you guys for uh, confirming. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Um, on the Buckaroo Bonsai panel, Lewis Smith, Billy Vera, Damon Hines, and Gerald Peterson. Yeah, I don't know any of them. <laughs> I feel bad about that. <laughs> they were that. all in Buckaroo Bonsai. Okay. Um, another, uh, another, a TV show that I would love to go to, to this panel, uh, but absolutely will not get in because it's right before Orphan Black, and the Orphan Black fans are going to be there all, mm. uh, all damn day. Uh, but they're making a show of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Oh, Boo, wow. hiss. Um, you're not a fan of Dirk Gently? I love Dirk Gently. I love Douglas Adams. Yeah. I don't like, uh, this might be controversial in this room. I don't know if you guys are friends with him. I don't oh. like Max Landis. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, I'm not friends with okay. him. Why, why would you yeah. think I was I don't know. You guys know Landis. people. You guys are, um, you, you know, Steven Sobolowski. <laughs> it is feasible that he could be on this show and it would be awesome if he was but at the same time i don't think i would enjoy him no i am a fan of his work sure um which what specifically now i'm terribly in curious terms of movies well he wrote I, chronicle which uh, i liked a lot and okay. i really liked american ultra last year uh, i didn't like american ultra okay. um and in terms of comics he wrote a seven issue miniseries called superman american alien uh, yeah i've heard of it was, but i haven't uh, read it really good. i mean it didn't hold together for all seven issues but uh it, it's when it's good it's really really good yeah, um, I, I was super bummed when I found out that Max Landis was adapting that novel <laughs> uh, <laughs> or those, I, that no, series. I understand that he is a very problematic personality. Yeah, uh, and he I just can't endorse that. And and he's also from. I mean, this is that's a. Alleg- I'm going to say not allegedly. He's very obnoxious in person. Yeah. I know because last year I happened to be on the same uh, train car on the way to Comic Con um, that he was on, and. Uh, Kept having to turn up the volume of my headphones. He was, <laughs> was um, very obnoxious, very much blocking the walkway, very much talking to Will Wheaton constantly, um, <laughs> which was only uh, annoying because Will Wheaton was sitting near where I was and Max Landis was not. He kept getting up and coming back to talk to Will Wheaton. Uh, well, at least he wasn't yelling. A cr- hey, Wheaton! Yeah. Wheaton. <laughs> Will Wheaton, by the way, not going to Comic-Con this year, oh. which is a bummer. Uh, I'm he, sure. He's a personality uh, I like. 
Interesting. Why? I do not. You don't like Will Wheaton? Not particularly. I don't no. have an, I don't have an well, opinion let's, on let's, Will Wheaton. Let's get into it. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't like, uh, I don't think I like his Twitter account. Okay. Just, uh, there, there, here's the thing. There are plenty of people that I follow and that I do not, that I do not politically agree with. And it doesn't bother me. It's be, even, even when they uh, tweet political things. But then there are other people that will tweet political things that basically imply that anybody that, isn't, that does not believe what they believe are just idiots. And that is Will Wheaton. And I have no use for him. He's just being those guys on the 1986 panel or whatever. That's fine. You know what? And yeah. I guess I keep going to that. But, yeah. you know, but they're talking movies, you know, uh, so I, I will suffer through it. But uh, Will Wheaton, no thank you. I feel like I haven't been exposed to Will Wheaton very much, I guess, because for some reason I keep I keep seeing Max Landis everywhere and it just rubs me the wrong way. And I, <laughs> sure. I Will Wheaton, I just think of as Wesley Crusher still. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, like I know he invented the video toaster or something, right? Or something like that. I don't know about that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know much about him, I guess. And now, he David, hosts, he hosts some, some YouTube show about board games, right? He hosts, a, he hosts a few things at this point. Okay. Will Wheaton. Yeah. Now, if Max Landis wanted to be on this show, do we say no? <laughs> Uh, no, we would say yes. Yeah, no question about it. And then we would hope that listeners do not remember what we are saying now. <laughs> no, I don't care what the listeners say. Okay. That's I just hope no one tells him. Actually, no, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I want Max Landis to hear that he annoyed the shit out of me on the train to Comic-Con last <laughs> That's year. true. I want to, seriously, if you know Max Landis. There are consequences to your actions, you know? Put, He'll yeah, do put it. This He'll do it. You know what happened with Red Letter Media, right? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you know a lot about this guy you hate. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, he's just everywhere I look. Where, yeah. Wherever I turn, there's Max Landis. Yeah, I'm. I, I went to the opening day of uh, the Harry Potter land at Universal, mm-hmm. and he was like two people in front of me with his girlfriend. It's like, ah, Max Landis. <laughs> uh, You're going to have to murder him, obviously. Yeah, but Red Letter Media like tore into, was it American Ultra, American Ultra. Or, or the movie before? One of, one of the young Frankenstein, what was that called? Uh, Victor uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was after it was American Ultra, yeah, and then Max Landis, who I guess might have been a fan of theirs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, watched that and then actually came on their show, and uh, that did not stop them later from disliking Victor Frankenstein, which is to their credit. Right, and uh, he's on he's on the one episode of uh, Best of the Worst that I could not finish. Try to, try to guess why. <laughs> Um, uh, I think because uh, he is a funny guy and he actually is an intelligent guy, yeah. but I think there's an element of trying too hard uh, sure. that he exhibits that uh, does not uh, sit well with me. But were he on the show, I bet he would be just fine. Okay. Max, Max, yes. uh, Max, if this gets to you. That's true. He could but, be number uh, four. Seriously, I, I want him to hear this, but uh, if you... If you do play for Max Landis, the part where I talk about how obnoxious he is, make sure you start back when I said how much I liked American Ultra and the Superman miniseries. Yeah. Start with that. And and I love Chronicle. Yeah. Okay. If Max's ego is so bruised that he decides to come on the show, (laughs) that he has the studio pay to uh, drive him over here and come on the show like he did with (laughs) Red Letter Media, um, I just want you guys to let me know in advance. Oh, absolutely. I just want to sit in the corner. No, we we would try to organize it so that you were here the same day, but we wouldn't tell you. He'd be two guests ahead of you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anything else on on Saturday? Oh, yeah. There is. Let's see. There's a real cool one I want to get to. Okay, so this okay, I've 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 uh I've gone to something like this before and I don't know if it's hosted by the same person, but this is something that I'm going to go to every time. 
So there's two different panels. One is called Crazy Talk, Mental Health, Pop Culture, and Empowerment. Then there's another one called Superhero Therapy. I went to one, uh, to a panel, I think a couple years ago at this point, where a therapist talked about the use of pop culture, specifically comic books, but it could be any number of things, as a way to get through to uh, kids uh, and high schoolers. Um, almost is not necessarily a shorthand, but like if you show, if you give a kid a comic book, they will, they'll probably start to identify with one of the characters and then the character could be the villain. It could be the hero and it'll, it, it gives you something to talk about. Cause then you can, someone who might not be so eager or willing or able to talk about themselves, they'll wind up talking about this character in depth and, you're actually getting a lot of information about the person as a function of this, and you can connect with them in the way that you never could otherwise. That's fascinating to me, and that is, and I'm I so happy. A therapist like that. What I, I, is your therapist just talking about this guy Freud all the time? No, I'm just saying I need to find a therapist who will allow me to just talk. <laughs> oh, about okay, like yeah, yeah. Malcolm Reynolds or whatever. Uh, I used to do that when I was in therapy. I would just talk about what movies like uh-huh. affected my oh yeah well mental uh, well being. Mel Reynolds is the character played by Nathan Fillion on no, Firefly. It took me when you said Mal. You said you just said Mal. I was like oh Firefly. But when you said Malcolm, okay. I was like wait a second. I don't know who that is. Okay, because um, I can see. Yeah, you had a look on your face. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so let's see. Uh, then there's you know there there's Captain America versus Iron Man, freedom, security, psychology, which compares these two characters. It's appropriate that they would do that given the the movie that just came out. Sure, there's a panel uh, uh, devoted to trauma entertainment, yeah, which intrigues that. me. Uh, and then there is um, then there's one that I'll probably go to spiritual themes and comics. It is Christian related and it is always interesting. Is it specifically Christian related? Is it spiritual themes? Like if I'm a Zoroastrian or a Buddhist, there, um, there were a couple people on the panel that were not that, but, uh, they were not Christian. I don't remember. I think they were Buddhist. Um, but, uh, but it was, it is moderated and programmed by uh, a Christian guy, but he doesn't necessarily stick to that. Okay. But, uh, but it's always interesting. I've always enjoyed that panel. Um, the one I wanted to mention, sorry, I keep moving away from the mic cause I'm juggling all these, uh, things. That's kind it's of one, it's one notebook. Um, no, cause I also have my tablet oh, okay. and my, uh, telephone. Um, the five thirty in the Horton grand again. So I guess you got to do the raffle thing, but it's the final girls and the future of the midnight movie. And so oh, that's is, fun, but it's, it's not, it, it is and isn't what it sounds like. Okay. Cause it is about final girls, but it's also about the movie, the final girls from last year. Which is weirdly like, it's weird for a movie to be a year old and have a panel at Comic Con, but they have more than a panel. They actually have. There's a Final Girls ice cream truck that's going to be in the gas lamp, uh, giving out ice cream. Like, it really feels like the people who are behind this movie are like saying, "Let's make this a cult classic, guys." Yeah. Um, which I'm not totally against. It's a it's a pretty good movie. Um, but uh, so it's it, so yes, yeah, so it does have cast members from. Uh, the final girls, the movie, uh, but also it doesn't have any li- names listed, but also it is, has says it will have surprise guests um, of actual horror movie final girls. Hmm. That's fun. Um, and I've heard speculation that um, Jamie Lee Curtis will be in town for uh, Scream Queens, maybe. I oh, guess. Okay. Um, and uh, so people are saying maybe Jamie Lee Curtis will be in this panel. Sure. That would be cool. Nev uh, Campbell. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if she's uh, around, but I would. Uh, I would love. It. I'm a big Nev Campbell fan. I know you are. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, we didn't really. Just, are we even going to talk about Sunday? Is there? Well, I'm. I'm oh, actually. Um, I'm leaving Saturday night, so I will not be there at all on Sunday. On Saturday, you've also got Last Man on Earth again, which uh, right? Uh, yeah, I was sticking it, to movies, but yes. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. You guys are no. a movie podcast. Why yeah, am I keep, no, I keep uh, bringing up non-movie related? But then, but I, okay. I wanted to talk about Dirk Gently, so I just broke my own rule. So okay. let's break the rule again. Last Man um, on Earth. This is a show that shockingly keeps getting renewed <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I feel like no one watches it but me. Do you guys? You guys? Watch I watch it. it. Yeah, yeah, I do not. I've watched it from the beginning. Uh, I've been to a WonderCon panel and a Comic Con panel. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, um, but it's. Uneven to me, but I, I really loved the last few episodes of season two. Uh, I like think season the, two as a whole was uh, was much more even than season one. Really? Okay. Because season uh, one, I think, had a it started good and ended uh, good, but it had yeah. a, a valley in the middle. Um, See, yeah, that's how I felt about season two. Like it was just too long. Like it had five too many episodes uh, or something. But that, I, I enjoyed it, and I'm glad it's coming back because I'm, I'm curious to see what else they're going to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Will Forte, one of the funniest people to me. Yeah, yeah, and he'll he's on the he's on the panel, right? Um, yeah, as and, is uh, uh, January Jones, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. I'm not sure who else from the show. Uh, oh, the um, the Australian uh, woman, right? I don't know her name. name I forget. There's <laughs> <laughs> the C, I think. Uh, I think she's supposed to be there. But yeah, I'm. Uh, I do hope to get into to Last Man on Earth um, because I also that same. Uh, either right before or right after is Son of Zorn which is the new um, it's from the same guys um, I'm going to draw a blank on their names they Chris make, Chris Miller and, and Phil, Phil Lord, Lord. Mm-hmm. oh okay yeah uh, so Son of Zorn if you uh, it's a live action animated mixture sitcom where Jason Sudeikis I think voices a He-Man type animated character oh, yeah. heard living in the real world and married to Cheryl Hines, I think. Right. And then I think a uh, friend of the show, Johnny Pemberton, uh, plays like her son from her past mm-hmm. marriage or something like that. Uh, I could be wrong about the relationship there, but uh, it looks very funny. Um, and it's from those guys and it, uh, and Johnny Pemberton is on it. So Nice. That sounds great. I, I don't think I've heard of it before. Well, you'll see uh, the trolleys will be uh, one of the things wrapped on the trolleys. Is, uh, what, what information source are you following that's showing? Oh, there's all one the... blog called SDCC blog that is the unofficial okay, okay. uh, Comic Con fan blog that yeah, been, uh, is yeah. hugely popular. Like when I first discovered it, I felt like it was kind of a niche thing, but now like I feel yeah. like half the people who are at Comic Con read that blog, and they're way more successful than Battleship Pretension at this point. Sure. I go there for my exclusive news yes. to find out about what the Hasbro exclusives were going to be and stuff. Yeah. Well, you missed that Mondo exclusive uh, with the seven inches. Yeah, I know. How did I, I <laughs> feel like I checked that blog regularly, but I just wanted to know what the black series was going to be uh-huh. uh, for Hasbro uh, star Wars. It's Obi-Wan. It's Obi-Wan. That <laughs> <laughs> into figurines, toys, that sort of thing. That's not my thing, but I, I will get uh, exclusive comics like the, um, Dark Horse, uh, Hellboy and Hell Volume 2 hardcover. Uh, I'll buy that. Mm-hmm. I will buy some of these Mondo uh, records, probably. And then every year, uh, or at least for the past few years, Fox puts get, does um, That's right. Blu-rays with exclusive Comic-Con art, and I've bought uh, a bunch of those over the past few years, and that's fun. Um, they haven't announced any this year, but... Uh, but they'll probably still do them, right? Yeah, last year they literally were announced Tuesday, like the day before okay. um, Comic-Con. I didn't even... Yeah, I didn't uh, know 
those intrigue me. I feel like I would like to buy a few, but then I realize like I feel like I would want to buy all of them. I like it's too late for me to start because I like the there's well, a, then, a nice you know, uniformity go, to them. You'd go broke buying all. There's nine a year. I mean, I guess I buy like three a year. Okay. How much? How much are and they're like twenty bucks each, which is not bad for a Blu-ray. Right. But there's no there's no new content. It's just art. It's right. just new it's art. New okay. new uh, yeah new um, art. Both the slipcover. Uh, that's not what you call it. Um, the sleeve and whatever the the insert. That's yeah. what, uh, is uh, is new art. And the disc itself is oh okay new art. So it's not like they're just taking stock and putting a new like right. sleeve on it. Um, it's new art, okay. uh, new packaging all the way through, but no, yeah, no new content uh, no. on the disc. Yeah, what was new? I don't believe there are any new Riddlers out this year, so I gotta, I gotta buy something. Uh-huh. You know, what am I gonna do? Not spend money? I don't think so. <laughs> um, okay, so Sunday, I'm not gonna be there, but yeah. uh, and David, it sounds like Sunday's not your day. No, I love Sunday, but I don't go to panels on Sunday. That's right. I, that's I, your. I, I, that's I your walk the floor, floor day. So. Wednesday, like preview night, if there's the squ- the exclusives I'm talking about, I will like have a plan. I'm like, okay, this booth, this booth, this booth. I'll try to get as much of my exclusive shopping done on Wednesday night, so I don't have to worry about it the rest of the, of the weekend. Uh, but Sunday is my walk around and buy stuff that I, yeah. you know, impulse buy stuff, and usually buy you know a gift for my wife or for uh, any of my many nephews. I have three nephews now. That's too many nephews. <laughs> I just have, I just have the one. Yeah. Um, that's the name of the sitcom of your life. <laughs> too, too many nephews <laughs> exclamation like, point. Oh, these nephews are coming in to my life every uh, couple months, roughly. I don't know. Um, what do you do, Mike, uh, on Sundays? Sunday. Uh, it's a lot of kids stuff. It's mm. the kids day yeah, at comic con. Um, I remember a couple panels we've gone to in the last couple of years that have been great. Um, there was a Sesame street panel, oh, I wow. think two years ago, that Chris Hardwick moderated, of course. Of course. Um, but that was just like a fantastic panel because they had the puppets on stage, and I'm a big Muppet fan, and uh, it's just so cool to see them in person performing yeah. the puppets. And uh, like this year, there's Animaniacs Live, which oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. is going to be great with Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, and the third voice that I get. <laughs> I'm blanking on the name right now. Is but it Maurice LaMarche? No. I think Maurice LaMarche did some voices on Animaniacs. He always did like Orson Wait, Welles. And stuff. The, brain. the brain. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Is so, it Jess Harnell? Oh, is that? Yeah. The other, that's, the other... that's the third Animaniac yeah. that I was thinking of. Yeah. But you're right. Yes. Uh, Maurice was the brain. Of course, it spun, spun off into its own series as yes. well. Um, but yeah, that's always a blast to see those guys doing those voices in person. Yeah. So, um, uh, next year, do you think they'll do the Hysteria live panel? <laughs> Prehysteria? Pre, what was it? No, not uh, his, yeah, was what, it Prehysteria. Wait, wait, Prehysteria. No, Prehysteria was like a straight-to-VHS movie yeah. about dinosaur f- toys that came to life or something, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. No, <laughs> the one I'm thinking of, maybe it was Historia, uh, and maybe it was something like that, Was it was like stories from history, uh, animated stories from history. Oh wow! But they this would is like, like ringing a bell, but I don't remember. It would kind of like Animaniacs has, and or going back to like Looney Tunes before that would have references that kids aren't going to get, like the the figures from historic from the, the historical figures depicted would be in the in the guise of a more twentieth century pop culture. So they did like. Uh, the life and death of Julius Caesar, but Julius Caesar was clearly Frank Sinatra. Okay. Uh, hmm. <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a like, cool Like, here's show. somebody you haven't heard about, as depicted by someone else you haven't heard of. Yeah. That's fun. 
Yeah. Uh, Historia. I, I don't know that one. I wonder if that's uh, on DVD anywhere or if I can. Well, I've got good news yeah. for you. I'm looking it up right now. Okay, Not necessarily well, on DVD. Um, There's also the Sherlock panel, I think, is, uh, yeah. mean, you know, a lot of people like that Sherlock show yeah. on the BBC with Benedict. Are you one of them? Cumberbatch. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I went to a Sherlock panel once and it was just, it was easier to get into because, now this is not saying that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be there, but I think because um, he's Do- a, expected to be there for Doctor Strange, yeah. he probably oh, yeah, is yeah. going to be there. The one I went, the one time I went to, it was just uh, Stephen Moffat and Mark Gaddis. There was no, no, well, I guess Mark Gaddis is one of the actors because he's Mycroft, but he's also one of the producers. Um, but both Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman did like pre-taped bits mm. Um, I remember Benedict Cumberbatch's was uh, uh, a series of him like uh, he, he kept getting wrong what he was supposed to be there for. He was like, uh, "Thanks for coming to the Hobbit panel," and then, like, <laughs> the, and then eventually he's like, "What is this for?" And like someone was like, "So Sherlock is like, oh, for TV." Um, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, and then well, they end the last thing on Sunday that I've always wanted to go to one of these. They do them at WonderCon and at Comic-Con, but it's just like, it's too late in the day, and I just want to go home at that point. But it's the Comic-Con Talkback. Right. Which is like a town hall where people can come and tell Comic-Con what they're doing wrong or right, but probably wrong. Yeah. Uh, and it's fascinating because it's not, they don't send like some wacky or whatever. It's like the president of Comic-Con <laughs> International, yeah. and you can tell them exactly what you yeah. think. And it is moderated by Chris Hardwick, undoubtedly. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Chris Hardwick is not the president of Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, pretty soon it's going to be Nerdist presents Comic-Con at San Diego Comic-Con International. Um, but yeah, this year uh, there will be things to have feedback about because of the uh, new RFID badges and the fact that you have to scan in and out yeah. the badge center, which... Um, now apparently I, they tested this system at WonderCon and it never worked, right? No, it did. It did. Uh, the the first I, I I had no problems, but yeah, I think the first day there were a lot of problems with people people's badges scanning as like coming up eh, like red light when mm-hmm. they hadn't done anything wrong, and then they had to go to the one booth. And oh the other, boy! Like and the Los Angeles Convention Center is really spread out, and so like they're trying to get into something on one side of the convention center, yeah. it goes red. They got to go walk outside and all the other end. That was a problem for some people, but I think as the weekend went on, they figured it out. The main thing that is a problem and is apparently not something they've addressed, from what I understand, um, is that the whatever you call them, the stands, the towers that you have to scan, are too fucking low. And even me, as a person who is fairly short, I'm not a, a tall guy, like had to stoop over to scan my badge oh, wow. that's around my neck like every time I'm coming in in or out and I can't uh. imagine like my friend uh, you know a friend of mine um uh who's going is like 63 like he's going to like he's going <laughs> to have like he's going to throw his back out at the end of the weekend like stooping over to scan his badge every time it's going to wind up he's going to make his decisions on what he wants to go see based on that it's <laughs> yeah. like look I want to come to your meetup but uh, <laughs> I can't I can't get back in there yeah yeah um yeah, I've always wanted to go to that too, just to kind of see how closely it resembles the the town meetings from Parks and Recreation. Like if yeah. it's just like <laughs> yeah. inanity, or yeah, uh, um, if people are actually bringing up good points. But yeah, I imagine uh, there will be some feedback on the uh, RFID and scanning badges uh, in and out. Yeah, I'm not going to be there Sunday, <laughs> but I do. But every year I look at that, and I'm like, why do they even have that? But I am always curious. I like, I wonder it. what it sounds like. I bet it's, I wonder if it's respectful or if it's just people being like too many movie things, uh-huh. get back to comic books. 
no, I think what it probably devolves into is that a person is like, I had a bad experience in this one very specific thing that only yeah. happened to me, yeah. and I want you to address it. Yeah. The air conditioning in my room didn't work. <laughs> the uh, there was no mustard in the condiment dispenser. <laughs> exactly. At, yeah. At uh, uh, five p.m. on Saturday. Yeah. Where do you guys stay? Are you staying near the? Uh, we are not staying near. We are not staying too far. We're staying in Hotel Circle by SeaWorld, uh, but on the shuttle path. Okay. This year, yeah. I usually stay downtown. Um, in a hostel. That's what I've done in the past. Okay, yeah, I've done uh, that too. I can, that way I can walk uh, and I can afford it. But this year, uh, we realized between my hostel and Tyler's hotel, we were, uh, Battleship Retention was spending uh, as much as it was spent for us to just get a hotel uh, closer together. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, paying more, it's spending significantly more than that, actually. Yeah, we were. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, now we're staying uh, on the shuttle path um, so I imagine I'll be taking the shuttle uh, to Comic-Con every morning and probably taking a lift back to the hotel at night because I won't feel like waiting for the shuttle at 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever. I used to... It remains to be seen how well this is going to work for me because I am a creature of habit, and I the last few years I've stayed in Chula Vista, and then I just take the train all the way in, and uh, and it's great. Um I don't know. I feel like th- this is probably going to be better because uh, the shuttle it'll be closer, and the shuttle runs later. Correct. The shuttles the, run the train. all night. All night. I think they yeah. run less less frequently in the middle of the night, but they yeah. literally are twenty four hours. I think that's going to be actually very good for me, just because you know if we're hanging out, you know, uh, to all hours of the night, yeah. I would have to leave at a certain time because I had to catch the train, which would not run after midnight, and so. Uh, but no, tonight, uh, this 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 year after midnight, I'm going to let it all hang out. Well, I think that's a good place to start wrapping things up. Uh, another reminder to uh, please, uh, if you're going to be at San Diego Comic-Con, come to our meetup Thursday, uh, 8 to 10 p.m. at the Bootlegger, uh, brought to you by Filmstruck, which means you get, uh, you can drink for free. Um, and uh, other than that, you can find us and you'll find some, uh, some Comic-Con coverage over at BattleshipPretension.com. Uh, you can email us um, your complaints about us talking about Comic-Con too much on the podcast at, at David at Battleship Pretension.com or Tyler at Battleship Pretension.com. But I'll, I'll, I'll bear the brunt of it. Thank um, you. Uh, I'd rather you just put it in the comment on the website, though. Um, mm. That's always fun. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Davey Pretension or at Tyler Pretension. Now, Tyler, your other podcast is about uh, is called More Than One Lesson. That's right. Yes. I almost said it's about TV. But no, that's mine. <laughs> yes, that's it is. It is not. Uh, this week we've got something kind of strange. This week it's is it Doctor Strange. It's about doctors, kind of. Uh, we are actually not talking about movies. We are talking uh, about psychology and the uh, somebody that I know at church is a therapist, and I can say here I didn't say it there, but he's my therapist. Um, and uh, he has very strong opinions about uh, the way the church has historically responded to therapy and psychology, and uh, they've responded to it with uh, suspicion. And it has always bothered him because it has uh, often kept huh. Christians who have needed therapy from getting it. And so we, uh, so I had him on, and we talked. And uh, it was a very good conversation, and uh, I'm, I'm very excited about it. And, uh, but it's not movie-related. It's a lot of uh, a lot of Christian talk and a lot of therapy talk. So if that is not for you, then uh, skip this week. Still clear, but you can uh, go back and listen. Last week we talked about uh, our listener generated top fifty movies of all time. Yeah, it was a good which list. is which is very interesting. What was yeah. number one? 
You gotta listen to find out. You gotta listen, That's yeah, right. you gotta listen to find out. It's at the end of um, the... Or check Tyler's Twitter. That's um, true. Yeah, it's, it's all there. It's 2001. I think I, I, think I saw the list. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, 2001 yeah, A Space yeah, Odyssey. I saw it on Facebook. Uh, my other podcast is about television. It's called Hey, Watch This with Paul and David. I do that with the king of TV, Paul Goebel. Uh, this week we are talking about the new HBO series, The Night Of, and the mm-hmm. new Netflix series, Stranger Things, which I didn't like... Paul was like, watching Stranger Things. And I was like, I've never heard of that. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, the Winona Ryder one. I just knew it as the new Winona Ryder show because I'm still 16 and I still have a massive crush on Winona Ryder. Uh, that, that show looks really good. I was actually yeah, really interested it's getting, in it. getting really good reviews, so I'm okay. excited to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. It looks um, just like that movie Midnight Special. Did you see Midnight Special? Oh, I no, didn't. not yet. It looks like Midnight Special, the TV show. Second week in a row, Midnight Special has come up. Okay. And we still haven't watched it. We had it's, a whole it's, week. It's good yeah. stuff. It's pretty good. Um, now, Mike, where can people find you and uh, things about you and all your work uh, on the internet? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm at Mike Celestino, M-I-K-E-C-E-L-E-S-T-I-N-O, at, on Twitter, on uh, social media, and on my uh, the website that I work for, InsideTheMagic.com. And then go watch my movie. I put a lot of work into it. It's called That's Not Funny. That's Not Funny on YouTube. It's, it's wonderful. Watch it's and, and uh, share it with your friends. It's free, and I don't get anything from it. So you can uh, just go and do it <laughs> i am very uh interested in inside the magic um that sounds cool um yeah it's and a if fun job. ever looking to hire another roller coaster critic <laughs> that's not all i do that's um, all i want to do it makes it a lot clear. of it's a lot of videography you want to send me mm. to cedar point oh boy um, they don't send me anywhere i'm just doing like southern california stuff i go to knott's Berry farm a lot what about what about magic mountain no, we don't really cover it. I mean, See, that's for Halloween, roller coaster central. I know, I know. It's mostly themed yeah. uh, theme park. Like See, that's why I want to be your roller coaster guy. There you go. Yeah, we, we might specialist. need you to fill that. Uh, and uh, I'll spend all day in case they need somebody who you know has no imagination. Because uh-huh. that's the thing about roller coasters that I don't like is that they're just they're, they're fun because there's the thrill aspect, but there's no uh-huh. imagination behind them. That's why right. I like Disneyland. Same yeah, here. I, I don't. Um, I, I could I, I like all the imagination stuff too. I think you can like you can like both, but uh, I would rather get that um, I don't know fear of death thrill from <laughs> roller coasters. Uh, you don't need a roller coaster for that, David. You can just uh, go to the top of a building or buy a gun or whatever it is you want to do. Yeah, uh, if if uh, Mike's magazine doesn't or website doesn't hire me, I might <laughs> I might be reduced to doing this. Oh wow! All right, um, Mike, thanks for being here. For sure. It was a blast. I'm really happy that I got to come back, actually. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, well, we're really happy to have you back. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, put you'll be you... back uh, when, when uh, Max Landis is on. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Just huddled in the corner oh, man. and just shaking your head angrily. You know what would <laughs> be the best, actually, if it ended with all of us, like, becoming really good friends? Abs- best friends. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you at home for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 